Welcome to A Break from the Grind. I'm your host, Jason. This is my co-host, George. Say hi to the people, George. What is going on, mother bitches? So if it sounds like we're already shot out of the cannon, that's because we already have about 15 minutes of this show recorded with the one, the only, Darth Pykai. The say Darth hi- Lord himself. Say hi to the people, DP. Fuck you, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> that's something we haven't done enough of on the show lately, I think. Yeah, we've kind of uh, we've actually lost our streak. And when a couple episodes without nobody saying it, I ain't lying. Yes, you are for sure. I, I am a fine, upstanding gentleman. Those hips do lie. No, they don't. We know you better than that. You're all sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell you guys been up to? I haven't fucking really talked to you guys in a while. That's because we're no longer on the Fantasy Life app. <laughs> well, we are, but we're not. I mean, Jason's never been on there, and I'm hardly ever on there anymore. I got on there for a little bit. And then, you know, it's uh, this this season is incredibly taxing on my time. So, yeah, it's, it's killing me too. Like every weekend but, is is completely full now. Yeah. From now until Christmas. It just I, um just life, man. I coach my my kids little boy football team is we call it Junior Pee Wee and I coach high school team and it was the first time I've ever done it. I've never coached him before. And bro, it it fucking destroyed me like destroyed me like i i, I was a mess <laughs> i couldn't do anything and then on friday nights we had you know varsity games so you know i'm out until two in the morning because we have our coach parties and then i have a game the next day and it's like oh i was i was i was slightly happy when when they both kind of finished she has all conference coming up here next week they have practice and at one game but it's all the you know like all-star team kind of and we're gonna coach that, but oh, it was it was killing me, man. Uh, no downtime, fourteen hour days. Yeah, fourteen hour days. I remember my first part time job too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a teacher, bro, dude. I'm not used to that shit. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time this week that I've left before twelve hours is up at work. So, oh, it's brutal. Um, yeah. I've actually, you know, I, so to reduce the stress, I've actually. Turn my Xbox back on. I went and got a um, Middle Earth game. I forget what it's called, but uh, it's it's some lame role playing game. No, I can chop some orcs fucking heads <laughs> off and feel so much better about my life. I feel bad though because I play in front of the kids and it's like really violent. And my uh, oh, go ahead. Does it actually come with pussy re- with pussy repellent, or is that just a product of you playing that game? Oh, my wife don't mind. I still get the pussy. <laughs> I'm married, so, uh, so so I welcome the repellent. I mean, besides the fact that I'm super overweight, um, so that's a repellent enough. Like, uh, no, I I welcome it because I'm married and she doesn't mind me playing. And here's the thing: I do feel I feel really bad playing it during the day because no, no, you don't stop lying because well, the kids are around. Stop lying. And so there's part in there where like you squeeze this dude's head off. Like it's it's so and his head explodes and, and my Jason son does it over and over I and really over do. again. My son laughs and he goes, "You cracked that guy's head," and I'm like, "Yeah, I did." And he's five. Yeah, yeah he, I did. He's five. That's like the old. Uh, yeah, dude. That that's your. That's awesome. He's gonna be fucking. We gotta get motherfuckers himself. When when he's forty, we gotta get Jason playing some modern warfare. So a year ago, a so year, he could teach his son how to snipe in and shoot somebody in the face. Oh. <laughs> I used to play Battlefield a lot. I never got into Modern Warfare. Uh, like. So I, I just bought my... I had to open the door make sure nobody else is here. Uh, 
We just bought my son a, a PS4 for uh, Christmas. Oh, get him the virtual reality. That's another $299. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> we, that's how much we paid for the system. I'm not paying. Uh, but we uh, got you're him. not doubling it? Yeah. No, thank you. But uh, we got him the two ninety nine uh Modern Warfare edition, so it comes with Modern Warfare. So I can't wait to steal that from him and start playing it. Yeah, my, my daughter is getting the Switch for Christmas. Not from me, but from my parents. So... Uh, I actually, I actually think I'm gonna buy Zelda so I can play the old, the new Zelda game. We we got my- the Switch is is the one that you can go from like console to handheld, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So when uh, when she goes to bed, I'll take it off the console and go in the living room and play some Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen? Th- like, this would all be we're, we're great go- audio for uh, the show. I just want to throw that out there. It's a good thing I'm recording it. Oh, are you? Fuck full, yeah. It's about time you've done something. Full, full nerd alert, dude. Have you guys seen the um, the Jedi virtual reality? I forget what it, I don't even know what it's called, but I've seen commercials for it where you like put on the, the goggles and you have like a lightsaber hilt and you fight fucking Darth Vader and shit, and, and, but you just play out in like the living room. Have you guys seen that? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Jason said yes, he has, but I absolutely have not. I've seen it. I've seen it on TV. I've seen it. But I think that's even more pussy repellent than the thing I was talking about. <laughs> at least I'm not wearing big Dude. fucking ugly glasses in the middle of a living room, just swinging around at you nothing. You have a lightsaber, bro. No, you that don't. Is the most you have a... shit ever. Yes, you do. You don't. You have a controller, and pretending you have a lightsaber. <laughs> no, it's you might as well be. A, you might as well be four years old. You have a wee nunchuck in no, your hand. Exactly, bro. <laughs> you might as well be four year four years old again, going. Bzz, bzz, bzz. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Dude. I'm not trying. I'm not denying that fact at all. It, but it's not a controller. It's a fucking actual lightsaber. Hill. No, virtual reality is right? gonna be cool as shit. Uh, uh, the thing yeah. I'm looking forward to is: have you seen the? Have you seen any commercials for Microsoft Hololens? No. So it's not really virtual reality. It's augmented reality. So you can be in your living room and you have these glasses on, and then like if your kids are into Minecraft, they can build a world. If they put the glasses on, they're building it around your living room. So like you That's can t- pretty cool. And instead of having TVs, you'll put these glasses on and you can have the screen be really tiny or you can blow it up to so it fills your whole vision. Dude, yeah. That's wild. The I, shit I'm, that I'm not in any of that. Just allow me to play my Modern Warfare I don't, and shoot 12-year-olds. Hey, no, so- <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I don't game at all. I don't game at all. My son, my younger son is all about it. He plays. He's got a PS4 and he's all about, you know, I don't know if it's Modern Warfare, but he freaking does, you know, Call of Duty and all that shit. And, I mean, he's all about it. And there's some really cool stuff, dude. I mean, the, the I don't know if it's still called graphics. The graphics are are amazing, dude. It, it's it's like, a, it's actually funny. I got a, about two months ago, we got a QLED Samsung TV on sale. And it makes normal television look like a fucking video game. Well, that's it. Because it's so, so, like, you know precise and the colors are so vibrant it's like a view isn't it amazing how far technology has come within like the last 10 years well so i've watched pretty well i remember my first um my first big screen high def tv was as big as like it was as big as the corner of a living room you know what i mean it it was probably 36 inches deep one of the projection screens it wasn't that yeah i mean it was big it wasn't like so I remember there's a, a little store down south here called Brand Smart, 
uh, in South Florida, and it's like the it's like a Best Buy, but kind of a a budget Best Buy. And right. when I got my job at United Space Alliance, and I left Publix, I got a um, I sold some of my Publix stock, and the first thing I did was bought a big screen TV, and my brother and I took a trailer down there, picked up my TV, and brought <laughs> it back. <laughs> it was the first. It was it was the first time I had seen high definition TV, and it was fucking amazing. So the TV I, I, I have in my bedroom, I bought probably nine or ten years ago. It, it was a forty two inch flat screen TV, ten eighty p. I bought it at a Best Buy for like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and, no and and I'm looking at what I can get at Best Buy now. For like nine hundred dollars, and it completely, it. it completely just outshines. I mean, it just does out everything the TV I currently have. Well, so I've told this story before, I think, on here, but um, before I started my current job, I was laid off for a couple months. Walmart had TVs like there was; they had like this weird glitch, and you can Google it because it's still it was still their biggest online issue, where. Fifteen hundred dollar TVs were marked down to like three hundred and twenty nine bucks. It was, wow. but it was random weird stuff. Like a kayak was marked down to like forty dollars. I'd have bought me a kayak over well, a TV. So here's what <laughs> here's what ended up happening is, if you bought stuff for shipping and you were one of the first people, you got some of your stuff. Like there were there were monitors that were normally like three or four hundred dollars that were for like fifty bucks. Uh, all kinds of Xbox games were cheap, like $9. The brand new ones that had just come out. I mean, it was a bunch of stuff like that uh, site-wide. Like, there was just random weird shit, like batteries for a quarter. You know what I mean? It, there was no rhyme or reason to why shit was Yeah, it, just up. random shit on sale. So, Got it. So I looked at the TVs because I had set money aside for the TV, for a new TV. There were the, there were the Samsungs. So 40-inch... 50 inch, 55 inch, 65 inch, and 75 inch all were $329. Fuck. All of them. Get me the large one, please. That's like, dude, that's like McDonald's. Like, all drinks are a dollar. I always go, why, the, why in the fuck would anybody come in here and say, can I have a small? Like, if they're all a dollar, give me the, give me the fucking bucket. I'll, I'll, I'll pour it out. You know? like, Listen, like, I'm going like, to give you. Why, a- why is there a choice? I'm going to bring my own bucket. No, not even. Not even. Yeah. Here's a dollar. I'm just going to go over to the machine and lay down with my mouth facing up, and I'm going to have my kids hit the button, <laughs> and it's just going to fall into my mouth. And whenever I decide I'm done drinking, I'm done drinking, okay? I, dude, I don't even know. Like, save yourself the, the cost of ordering different sizes. Just order the largest size and tell everybody it's a fucking dollar and be done with it. it it's, dude, it's, that, that's the stupidest shit. It's like that at the gas stations. You, go, you can go to a gas station, and you can go to the fountain drink, and you can get a fountain drink for like 79 cents. Or yeah. you can go over to the cooler and get a twenty ounce soda for like a dollar thirty nine. Do I want the forty four okay. ounce or the twenty? <laughs> the forty four ounce is yeah. seventy nine cents, or do I want the twenty ounce that's a dollar thirty nine? I don't know. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it this way: it kind of depends on the gas station, because there's there's like there's almost no gas station where the soda you buy in the twenty ounce can be fucked with. But there's a whole bunch of gas stations that I don't trust those uh, those nozzles on the, the drink Listen, machines. Listen, don't ever trust the nozzles on drink <laughs> machines, okay? I don't think they ever unscrew them and pop the thing off and clean them properly. Listen, I, I will dispute you because the 7-Eleven near my house 
every week I'm there, I see on a Saturday morning if I come, I go at the exact. Jason, those things should be cleaned every day, not once a week. That's fine. I only buy it the day after. I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna let the the bacteria build up all week because that's not bacteria. That's extra free, extra free flavor. Um. So anyway, back to the story. Where we're back to the TV story. Uh. So I kind of played it smart though because I could have tried for the 75 or the 65. Neither one were in stock at the local store. So what I did is I bought the 55, which was in stock and ready for pickup. I bought it. I didn't even wait for them to say that it was ready for pickup. I drove straight down there and grabbed it and walked out (laughs) before they realized there was some shit going down. So 329. You you went and grabbed it before they could change their mind. Exactly right. Before they realized they had fucked up. So that's how I got my TV. So... That's how I got my big ass TV. But uh, the the point of the story is now this this Christmas my kids are getting a fifty five inch TV that's four K, and I think I paid three nineteen before any like coupons or like that's I, crazy. Yeah, and like it's a better TV than the one in my living room. Oh, that's a better TV than I've got in my house. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> fucking kids getting a since switch. We're, since we're all over the place. Yeah. Let's go back to the fact that you're talking about disgusting soda nozzles. You realize that any place that you go that isn't your kitchen, and even your kitchen probably has disgusting shit in it, you don't trust it. Well, we talked. So we oh, absolutely. Completely on. agree. Well, we also talked about, uh, we had a Fat Guy Food Tip a while back where basically if you go buy a beer or a soda from a restaurant and the bubbles stick to the glass, your glass is dirty. Yep. Yeah. I heard so, that one. So, um, so there's a there's a repeat of the tip for people that need it. Listen, I, I'm a marine. Yeah, I, I can eat just about anything and not die. So all right, so the, and it's because you eat fast food. It's because your immune system has been built up eating all the shit. I'll say, well, into I say I've eaten a ton of terrible shit in my life. Well, and Absolutely. I I think I read a statistic that like each American eats something like twenty spiders in the in the what now? What do you want me to do? Check your text message, dumbass. Oh. <laughs> and I don't want to hear anything about nobody eating spiders. No, we don't eat spiders. That's all, disgusting. All of us eat about hey, 20. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, no. hold on. Don't be fucking sending secret text messages when you guys are going to like do secret shit to me and fuck with me on, on the podcast, no. right? No, 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 no George. I know you're way. Listen, George, I, 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 will, I, will, I will screenshot. I just screenshotted what I sent him. George is sending and me I a will, text message. I will send it right to you right now. He's basically saying this is great stuff we're recording, right? And yes, we're recording. Okay, good. <laughs> so uh, because because this is great be, stuff. So welcome. I thought it said be quiet for fifteen seconds. No, no. So we'll do that. We, later. we, we, we do that just we, verbal without nonverbal cues. We just uh, we know each other well enough by now. Yeah, but no, I sent you what I sent him. I I, I sent him. We're, this is recording, right? This is great stuff, and because it, so, it really is. So welcome to a break from the grind. I'm your host, Jason. And this is my co-host, George. <laughs> And uh, if you haven't figured it out by now. <laughs> no, no. So what we're going to um, – I'm going to add all this stuff in, but I do need to record the opening to the show so people know what's going on. <laughs> and, uh, and then once I record the opening of the show, I'm just going to leave all this in. Like I'm just going to say, you know, we still rejoining the show already in progress. <laughs> there you go. So welcome to A Break from the Grind. I'm your host, Jason. This is my mm-hmm. co-host, George. What the fuck was that? Was that UDP? Yeah, I, think right, I don't think so. Right in the intro, no, I, we I got think... a te- somebody got a text. Oh, you got George's text message. Fucker. Yeah, I said he just got my text message. 
right. Welcome to A Break from the Grind. I'm your host, Jason. This is my co-host, George. Say hi to the people, George. What is going on, mother bitches? So if it sounds like we're already shot out of the cannon, that's because we already have about 15 minutes of this show recorded with the one, the only Darth Pikai. The say Darth hi- Lord himself. Say hi to the people, DP. Fuck you, Corey. <laughs> That's something we haven't done enough of on the show lately, I think. Yeah, we've kind of we've actually lost our streak and, and went a couple episodes without nobody saying it. So I'm not 100% sure how this is all going to... Uh, why am I getting a message from Twitter saying Ariana Grande tweeted for the first time in a while? Like, that's breaking news. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? About- no, no, here's what I want to know. Why the fuck are you following her on Twitter? I'm not. It's like a news story. Like, saying Ariana Grande's tweeted. I'm like, who gives a shit? Uh, so Obviously, I, I'm not. Do. I'm not really sure how this is all going to cut together, because we've done 15 or 16 minutes of show already, uh, just talking, and then and uh, it's going to be an interesting way to cut this through. So, But... Uh, let's get back to what we were talking about. What were we talking about? Sodas. Well, oh, at yeah, some sodas. point where we do the, the, the like the random bullshitting, just put that 15 <laughs> minutes into that. This topic. is this is the BSing part of the show. It's going to be an interesting edit. There's go- <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you guys right now, there's going to be a hard edit at some point where 15 minutes of random <laughs> stuff just gets added. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you're wondering what happened is we just started talking and Jason hit the record button. And we were going at it for just 15 minutes. It was just us basically BS talking, and it was good stuff, and I'm really glad he recorded it. So, uh, Bravo. Let's, let's actually get into some of the show stuff we wanted to talk about tonight. And the, the first thing we wanted to talk about was Toys for Tots. Absolutely. So, Toys for Tots Drive, uh, we are going to buy the toys on December 8th. We are... 9th. Yeah, December 9th. December 8th is my son's birthday, so if you guys want to send him any presents, it's fine. You can you can send his <laughs> presents to you caring. <laughs> please donate please donate to the you caring toys for tots in the name of my son. He would appreciate it. Uh actually, that is something I want to talk about too. Uh before we get into toys for tots, now with it we're on a random thing. So we bought my son his Santa Claus present and it was in hanging out in the back of my wife's Honda Pilot covered in a towel and my son noticed it. <laughs> Jason, you're did not he see supposed what to... it was, or did he just notice a floating towel in the back of your? Nope, he lifted the towel, knew exactly what it was, and wanted the oh, thing you... desperately. And, so, and you know, your son's a... got a memory like an elephant, so he knows that the, that you have that somewhere in the house or in the car. Or... But here's the thing: thank you, Toys for Tots. I told him I was donating that thing to kids, underprivileged kids, for Christmas. So he now believes. So I played it off so smart because he's four, going on five. Uh, what I said was, we're donating this to Toys for Tots, but if you're a good boy and not and don't get upset about the fact that you're not getting this one, I bet you Santa will get you one. That's an epic save. It yeah, really that, was. Yeah, that's listen. That's like expert level save right there. It well, that's, I, that's a professional save. On top of the fact that Toys for Tots gives amazing gifts to kids to needy kids every Christmas, they saved my ass this year. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That's um because I was gonna say you're you're fucked. Like you cannot give that to him now as the Santa present because you're gonna fuck it up for a five year old. Yeah. But but you came in with the the Mariano Rivera shit with the uh, the that, goat save action. So, yeah, that, that well was done. That was the save of all saves. That that was very well done. So so thank you, Toys for Tots. And speaking of Toys for Tots, 
Uh, we are going to buy the toys on December 8th. You have until th- or, mm, December 9th, and you have until December 9th to donate. Uh, any donations made after December 9th, I appreciate it. I think we might close it that day. We sh- no, we will close it that day. But it, actually, if you get it in under the wire and we, uh, we'll just donate whatever couple dollars are left over to the local one. You know what I mean? Like if, if somehow it sneaks through on December, after December 9th. But, uh, we are shopping on December 9th. We are going to draw the names for the raffle for the Scott Fishbowl on December 9th. Um... The last day to get into the raffle for the Scott Fishbowl 2018 will be December 5th. So what we're going to do, guys, what we've been... I, 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 thought it was 20, I thought it was 2019. Well, well, we're we're in negotiations for 2019 as well. <laughs> I read that and I was like, I, he, wow, yeah. that's some... Yeah, that's I, some I, I put 19. I, I'm at 18. Yeah, George is the worst promotional person in the world. I am. But, I'm, so, <laughs> but I come through. I, if I tell you I can get something, I normally can get it. So uh, we've got two spots into the Scott Fish Bowl 2018. Uh, thank you, Scott Fish, again for donating those spots. Uh, $5 will get you an entry into the raffle for Scott Fish. If you donate to you caring to our You Caring second annual Florida Toys for Tots uh, drive, please put your Twitter name or your email address. Yep. You can even put your uh, f- uh, Fantasy, Fantasy Life, Life app, app handle. handle. That's fine, too. Just so we know how to get in touch with you. So if you win, you we can get you your entry. Currently, we are close to $900, I believe. We're at like 860 bucks. Yep. 860, 870 with offline donations that I can, I'm going to go on and add it so it, we can see it. But we're at like 860, 870. I was able to get a coupon for 20% off our next shop at Target. So everything we buy at Target will be 20% off when we go shopping. Um, Hopefully, they'll also have those deals like they did last year as well. Yeah, with the 25%. I don't yeah. know if they stack. So we'll take the better of the two. Absolutely. Um, but if they don't have them, we have 20% off the next time we go for everything we get. Yep. Um, so the problem with the last one was it was for toys mostly. And then if we wanted to buy random electronics, they didn't count. This time we have a coupon that will make those yep. count. So No drones, Jason. No drones. Maybe one of the cheaper ones. No drones. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, dude that, is a really, that is a really cool coupon to have because you're essentially adding i know it's a little bit different because it's on top but 20 percent to whatever gets donated yeah That's absolutely huge. yeah so if That's we really, really if, cool. if we get the one thousand dollars and we take 20 percent it's actually like eleven hundred dollars yeah you're getting yeah it's an extra hundred dollars yeah. that we could put towards toys for talk i have like no math skills it, but i so here's the thing are you going to Bust my balls because I don't correct your math. Or, no, no, or, go for it. No, you're good. Okay. You can do so, whatever you so, want. Because if you saved, if you spent a thousand dollars, it'd be twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, ish. Because it's a fifth, basically. It would be a. It would be two hundred and forty bucks off if you spent twelve hundred dollars. Okay, but if so we spend a thousand, you could actually. If you spend a thousand and you take twenty percent off, um, that's going to be. Two hundred dollars off. So okay. you can go. You know what I'm saying? So, so just to give you an idea, whatever money you have, simple math. If you, if whatever money you have, just take that amount and multiply it by point two, and 
that's basically the amount it added on top of whatever you have donated, and that's what you can spend, and the, the rest of it will get taken off by that coupon. Shouldn't L- so, listen so here, wait, wait, listen wait, here, I'm Mr. Doing, Elliot. I'm, I'm I just doing, want to let you know that I forgot to carry the one during class. So I, I think I think <laughs> so. I, since we have a mathematician on, I'm not if, a mathematician, but I do know a little bit about it. So let's say let's say we have 950 bucks. All I really have to yeah. do is times 950 times 1.20, and that gives me the amount of money I can spend, correct? Absolutely. Okay. See? I, and you I can even it. leave the zero off if you want. Yes. You don't have to add the zero. Yeah, but... Just 1.2. It sounds better when it's 20. I mean, you could do 1.200000 if that floats your boat. Then we got to worry about... the ta- same <laughs> fucking answer. Well, let me tell you this about that, too. The money. No, don't tell me nothing about that. The money is going... Don't in- tell me that about this. The money is going <laughs> into the bank account, right? Yep. On the same bank account, we have a Target Red card. We get another 5% There's off. There's another 5 Nice. That another should, 5 That takes care of most of the taxes. Yes, it does. If you want to know wow. what the taxes are, just multiply it by 1.06 or 07, 07 or depending 08. on where it's at. Yeah. Because we're down in Neil's rich area, neck of the woods. Yeah. It might be 08. Fucking high class bastard. <laughs> hey, on, on, another, on another side note, because I want to mention it, because before I got involved on the app and with the industry a little bit more than I obviously was, and I was just like a, a you know novice player. It is really, really cool to see how many people in the fantasy industry like help other people. It's it's pretty awesome. No, it's amazing. Well, listen. So you know, Scott Fish is a Scott Fish is a is a bad motherfucker. Like all the stuff he does, he's he's I, how I, he has time for it. I looked today; he's raised over eighteen thousand dollars for Toys that for Tots. So incredible! And you in know, one and year, it's, it's that's really fucking cool. amazing. I'm gonna say we're catching up. Yeah. We're catching <laughs> Scott, I mean, we're on your heels. <laughs> we got two. We almost got two thousand. And look at our following compared yeah, to I mean, his. We don't have two thousand. Almost in one year. No. Well, I'm counting last year. <laughs> It hasn't been a full year yet. Well, if we count his last year, then. Hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, now you're cheating. Hey. Absolutely. uh, It's not cheating if you don't get caught. (laughs) I can't believe I get called out. I mean, a thousand bucks is what you guys raised last year, right? Yeah. Uh, Very, very close. So we didn't raise a, a, a thousand. But between all the discounts and the offline money and we whatnot, were, we ended up spending and buying close to a thousand dollars worth of toys. We were, I think, we were right around. It was right around. It was like eight sixty, and then we had all the. Uh, then we had all the discounts. The, all the discounts and stuff like that. So it, I mean, it added up. Listen, we got almost a thousand dollars worth of toys. That in itself is fucking impressive. Yeah. So we we're That's going really to, really cool. We're gonna eclipse last year for sure. Yeah. Um. Not well, I haven't donated yet, so that's an additional uh, donation on top of what you already have. Oh, that's fucking awesome! Thank you. Thank you very much. So I could be totally rude. I, I haven't, and put I haven't him on talked the spot. to you guys that much, so I haven't been. I mean, I haven't really been in the mix. In the you know, the apps kind of. I've been on a lot more lately, but I haven't. You know, it's because I have to see it. When I see it, I donate. Well, that's and, a, and now that we're talking about it, I'm going to get it done. Well, like I said, George is the world's worst promoter. <laughs> Dude has no idea how fucking busy I am. <laughs> I know exactly how busy you are. Exactly. You know how long it takes you to post the damn thing saying, hey, Scott Listen, Fishbowl? Listen, I don't even have time to do it when I'm taking a shit. You're, no, because you're busy on Facebook arguing with somebody. Well, if you quit me. fucking arguing with me. <laughs> no, it's your fault, Jay. Jay it's your fault. It, it is his fault. All George, all George had to worry about was peanut butter. Now he has Oreo butter. So there's twice as much time with the dog. He doesn't like Oreo that, butter. That much less time to just 
The he dog doesn't like Oreo butter. No, no, I don't know about the dog, but George doesn't like it. No, no fucking who Oreo fuck butter. About the, who gives a fuck about the, George? The dog's the one licking it. My dogs don't like Oreo butter. Let me ask you this: They don't like Oreos. <laughs> so don't you think? Don't you like? Don't you think the sound of Oreo butter is pretty good? It's okay to say no. I, I, I think I think it sounds good. I have, I will be, be honest. I have not tried it, but dude, Oreos and butter. You put it, you spread it on shit. Like, spreadable Oreos sounds, sounds amazing. amazing. So Oreo butter sounds weird, but spreadable Oreos sounds delicious. Well, yeah. Well, spreadable spreadable peanut butter or whatever peanuts. That's all peanut butter is. So. Yeah. You know, tomato, tomato. I'll call it spreadable Oreo if that makes everybody feel better. It really, it actually hey, does sound better. What if I told you, like, <laughs> so we just had Thanksgiving. What's the one thing you have to have at your Thanksgiving dinner? Cheesy carrots. Not you, Jason. Uh, Are you talking about what makes it a Thanksgiving dinner? No, what no. Like, what's the have have? what's the one thing that you know you're going to have at Thanksgiving dinner that you're just really looking forward to having? Turkey. It, it could be, I mean, it could be something as simple as, as green bean casserole that you have, you know, every other month. Or it could be something that you only have it, during Thanksgiving. It is a, like, candied yams that my grandma made when I was growing up, and my wife has learned the recipe. I always look forward to it because it reminds me of her. Yep. And it's really, really good. It's apples, candied yams, marshmallows. Like, it's, it's really, really good. That so, does sound really, really good. It's amazing. What if I told you cheesy carrots? I would definitely eat them if there was room on my plate. That would not be one of the first things I target. Seriously, <laughs> if you and I'll, I'm going to make them for George so he can try them because he doesn't have any. You don't. You like carrots enough, right? I like carrots. I like cheese. Okay, I'll make I, it. I'm not sure if I like the two together. I, I'll make it for you. You you will love it. No, the, make it for you, but bring me some. Yeah. Or make it for Karen and the kids, but bring me some. Well, maybe no, because the kids, you know, my kids eat like well, five things. This is true. So is true. maybe one day we'll have you guys over for dinner, and one of the sides will be cheesy carrots. That'll work. That way, it's warm and right out of the oven, and not leftovers. Although leftovers are delicious. I'll say sometimes leftovers are better than the original. I like them cold, but my wife doesn't. So we'll we'll get them hot out of the we'll get them hot out of the oven. And you can try them, but it's something I've had ever since I was little. My mom makes them, uh, and it's a recipe I look forward to. We didn't have them this year because I didn't go to my mom's for a long story that, in case she does decide to listen, I won't get into. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we didn't have them this year, which is kind of a bummer. We made our own kind of Thanksgiving this year. I have I have two things I look forward to every year at Thanksgiving. Yeah, one fried turkey. Okay. If you're not frying your turkey, you're doing it wrong. So here, I like smoked turkey. We've talked about smoked this. turkey's good. I like smoked turkey. I prefer fried. So I will tell you, you know what we did this year? Because it was a last minute thing where her parents came over. I went and bought a pre-fried turkey breast. And then you just throw it in the oven and heat yeah. it up. Really good. Fried turkey. It was really good. It's way to go. I, I never had fried turkey or smoked turkey on Thanksgiving. Um, just traditional turkey. But I, I've been interested in trying fried turkey on Thanksgiving. Don't you fry find baked turkey a little bit too dry? Yes. It, it depends. I mean, I mean, like this, this year, the turkey was like perfect. It was not dry at all, but it has the potential for drying out if you, if you cook it for too long. So, okay. so, so here's, here, fat I'm going to jump into tip. a fat guy food tip well, real quick I'll with give the you, fried turkey. I'll give you a fat guy food tip first that I gave on our last show for dried turkey. Were you going to say that? No, no, go ahead. Oh, yeah, so a little bit of chicken broth. 
little bit of warmed up chicken broth poured over the dried turkey. Nobody will tell the difference. The fact that it's not, you're adding a little bit of moisture to it. Tastes amazing. On each slice or what? Yeah. So basically once you slice it and you can tell it's dry, it's not, it's, you yeah, can tell it's a little bit. Of- you just, you just pour just a little bit over it. So I don't know it'll how you serve. It uh, yeah, it'll soak it up. I don't know how you serve yours. I like pre-slice and then put it on a plate and people can grab what they want off the plate. Yep, That's so, how we do it. Yeah, that's how most people do it. So uh, so I know some people like carve it at the table and hand out, you know, this doesn't really work for that. But if you put it on a plate and everybody grabs what they want, just pour a little bit of the the chicken broth over the top. Perfect. It adds just a little bit of moisture without changing the flavor. You know what's a way better fat guy food tip? What's that? Just smother that bitch in gravy. And- <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That's, but, that's what I'm talking about. But here's a tip I, I had my dad try this year when he did the uh, his fried turkeys, and it worked out perfect. First thing I told him to do, get the oil hot. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I knew Jason. I wow. knew I knew Jason would would die on that one. Okay, I, I knew he, I absolutely knew he would. I love that. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. Thank you for that. You're absolutely welcome. No, but seriously, take water and pour water into whatever you're using as the fryer. I don't know. And doing. then put the turkey in, and what it does is you use that to gauge. The, well, well, no. What you do is you use that to gauge the water on the level that you need to put oh, no, in no, no. there. Okay, okay. Well, let me let me restart this because you've totally fucked this up no, like people like people are gonna have hot oil and no. then they're gonna pour water in. no so what he's saying is let me finish i know what i'm saying what no no no. you, you, you use know. the water as a gauge you put you fill it up you put the turkey in once it's completely submerged in the water and not overflowing from the cooker then you you pull the turkey out you mark the pot on the inside and where it's at you pour the water out then you put your peanut oil in yeah, yeah. and so, then you put the peanut oil up to the level that you had it with the turkey in and then you can put the turkey in afterwards, but D- you gotta go in slow. You just don't drop that bitch in. DP, you were feeling me, right? Like you. Thought, no, I know what you were thinking, he, but you he, weren't letting me he, finish. Well, no, but mm-hmm. he he totally started out with like, "Hey, get the get the oil hot and pour water in." Oh, that was just a joke well, yeah, to get and, you to laugh. And, and that's why I said it. And the turkey shoots out of the top of the fucking fryer. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. See, Jason didn't let me finish. He, he could have waited for me to finish, and then he was like, "Okay." He he explained you got to pour the water out. Then you pour the peanut oil back in. Uh, no, 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 not back in. You don't put peanut oil in it to begin with. You start with an empty fryer. I understand this. You put your turkey in it. Yes, you do. Then you fill it up with water. No, you put the water. No, no, no. You just you fill it. You put the turkey. You pour in, the water and then, in. Then you put the turkey in. And then if it's not completely submerged, you take the turkey back out. You pour some more water in. Then you put the turkey back. Why in. wouldn't you just put the turkey in and then pour the water in until it's submerged? And then pull the turkey out and then mark the line. Because then you don't have to pull the turkey in and out of the fucking thing over and over you again. You only do it like once or twice. With my way, you don't do it at all. You just put the turkey in one no. time, you fill it with water. No. DP. Okay, so which- can, I be, can I be the deciding factor here? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Jay, your way is way more efficient. Yeah. I'm not trying to be efficient. I'm, I'm not, trying to allow you to enjoy and, the experience and of accurate, frying a turkey. And accurate, right? <laughs> Like, right. Do it right the first you time. Put the turkey in, and you fill up the water up to the level, and now you pull the turkey out, mark your level, pour the water out, put the oil in, rock and roll. One time. Make sure it's hot. Make sure, you gotta get the peanut oil hot though. <laughs> and I'd recommend drying the inside of the thing first. Yes. Yeah, don't. Yes. You definitely dry the turkey out. No, not just the turkey, but like you actually dry the. Yes, uh, the inside of the the cooker. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to. You know, you know I know. People. You know I know. You guys have been doing this podcast for a while now together. How long? 
Why? Because because you you guys sound more and more like an old married couple. <laughs> you know how many times I go home after we do this or after we argue on Facebook and wonder is George really interested in doing this anymore? Because we really <laughs> go after each other pretty hard. Oh, I love doing this. This and, is fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We do sound like an old married couple, and and it's weird because like we don't really hang out that much. We don't have time to hang out much after the show. Our lives are so fucking hectic. But but think about the time you spend together talking. I mean, you guys spend more time together talking about shit than most friends do. Oh, absolutely. Like people who people would see each absolutely. other like every day and hang out. Like you guys are engaged in conversation the entire time. It's like you're sitting around with your thumbs up your ass. Well, I maybe you are. Hey, 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 now. hey now. Don't don't don't, don't assume <laughs> what I have shoved up my ass and what I don't. <laughs> but you're I mean you're engaged in conversation. No. I mean fuck dude. Hey. I will I will say that my wife has been annoyed with me in times because I'll go home and not talk to her and she'll be mad. She's like, you'll talk to George for hours on a podcast. <laughs> my wife does the same thing. And I go, I go well, yeah. you don't want to talk about a dude who hired a stripper for his neighbor over and over and over again <laughs> to, to stand in her the, their porch and get naked. Just, just for the exactly. fun of it, to jerk off across the street. You don't want me to talk to you about that, you, do you? You don't care about this. <laughs> this, is, this is not something you'd find amusing. You and it's not really anything I want to talk to you about for that long. Right. Exactly. I, I, you want to talk about feelings. I want to talk about shit falling out of an airplane, freezing, and, <laughs> and destroying a car. Like... Our, our 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 subjects are just way off right now. Right, way off. Oh, okay. So I have a random, a random topic. Um, did you guys read the article today about the dude at the UN hearing? Oh yeah, they killed himself. No, I dude, he fucking I he didn't hear about like that. a fucking poison, dude. The like general. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, the general who yeah, dude. he like he got he was uh charged with war crimes and they upheld it and he just took yeah. a sip of something and he's like, I just drank poison and fucking died. <laughs> and fucking died, dude. Twenty dude he had he was getting like twenty years in prison. And he had a thing in his hand, he just popped a little fucking thing off of it and he Drink it and dude, the fucking guy died in the hospital. That, that's awesome. <laughs> save save twenty years of taxpayer money. Exactly. I don't know who. Is, I don't know what taxpayer was going to be paying for him to be incarcerated, but he just saved them a boatload of money. That's hardcore. <laughs> that's, the, it, was, it was crazy, and they have a video too. It's, it's. I mean, it's just like fifteen seconds long. But I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it, I'm like, no fucking way. This is some like Game of Thrones shit. And then I watch it, and the dude literally pops it, and everybody like looks up at him, like, dude, what are you doing? And people get up and run over there. And, Died in the hospital. I'm just a little thirsty. I'll take a little drink of my water. Other countries have weird shit that happens a lot. Well, it's like North Korea, like uh, Kim Jong-un's cousin or whatever got like murdered by poison. And the people that did it thought they were on some weird game show. <laughs> like they tricked them into thinking like they had like some fake canisters and they were spraying this guy in the face with like mace or something on some weird game show. And they sprayed this guy with this stuff, and he just dies. And they go to jail, and they had they thought they were on TV. <laughs> like other countries have weird fucking stuff going on. I'm I'm sure. Like, look, we have weird shit going on all the time too. But <laughs> all the time. Uh, but 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 seriously, why do I feel like other countries are actually like living the Game of Thrones? Like, I feel like they're in like fucking castles and shit, like drinking poison bottles, and like that shit doesn't happen here. It happens other places you, you'd you know be I mean? surprised like, what happens shit. here yeah you so uh, we always talk about florida and the florida man and like the f- weird florida 
stuff. But I was talking to uh, one of our coworkers from California, and he has a theory, or there is a theory of why Florida gets such a bad rap. Now, it's always been my premise that all your crazies that can't afford to live in other states Come move to Florida. to Florida. You know, all no, the people no that, state tax. I mean, it's cheap down here. The the housing yeah. is cheaper, whatever. So if you can't cut it because you're kind of off in like Maine, you move down here and live like a king. So and then you do weird shit. But his theory like is like basalt. Right, exactly. But we we nom, have what's called nom, the nom nom. <laughs> I'll eat your face. I want to eat your face. Nom nom. <laughs> we have what's called the sunshine rule here. Where basically every anything that's public record is is free to anybody who wants to read it. So, like a police report in Oregon may say a dude was killed in a traffic accident because and and most of the way the reason why he died was is private and not part of public knowledge. But in Florida, because of the Sunshine Law, you find out that that dude was boning his passenger missed a turn and hit a tree you know what i mean like so it's not so much that we are that much wackier than everybody else although i personally think we are but his his theory is it's not that we're that much wackier it's that you hear about all the weird shit because it's law that you have that you're allowed to yeah it's public record so it's all out in the open there's no uh concealing for the for the identity of the person right you're a fucking whack whack job yeah, so even like even like identities once families are notified are public record. Yep. So I mean we have like we have policy where the, the family gets notified before, you know, the public does, but short of that, like victims' names are all public record, you can't hide it. Yeah. And everybody in Florida is actually crazy, so that's another reason. Well there's that too. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, there there is always that. <laughs> What I have noticed, uh, like with the Vegas shooting, our crazy is spreading. So now we're not getting – we're not just getting crazy from like the north, but now we're spreading out like our crazy is invading other cheap-to-live-in states. Can I tell you a long story in a short fashion? Sure. It's your show. Okay. So do you do you guys remember – I mean there's been so many you probably forgot, but – um, the San Bernardino school shooting where the dude went in and shot his girlfriend or wife or whatever. And then when shot some kids, it, it happened probably about, it was at the end of last year. Yes. Vaguely remember that North San Bernardino. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I remember so, it. I remember it because my, one of my wife's friends like teaches at that school. No shit. Yeah. No shit. One of my wife's friends teaches at that school. It's probably the same person. Is she blonde? So, Yes. <laughs> I told you it's the same person. But, uh, it's California. So, There's lots of blonde people. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. And she surfs, too. It's awesome. Oh, no. But, this... um, anyway. Okay, go ahead. I'm kidding. She, she doesn't really surf. Um, but anyway, so when this guy walked into the room, you know, he opened fire. He basically was just unloading. There were two aides in the room. One of them kind of reacted, you know, and took the kids and hit him. The other one froze, right? So, um, the dude goes, puts the gun in this girl's face, pulls the trigger, goes click, right? He goes to reload, shoots a couple kids, kills himself, right? This lady disappears. All right. They have all this stuff in the district where they have to go and, 
um, you know, do all this like counseling and shit. She disappears off the face of the earth, like literally from the crime scene, gone, right? Audi. They don't know where she is. They couldn't find her, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So late, probably late summer, early fall, my wife is shopping at Ross or some shit. Um, actually, I take that back. Not my wife. My wife's friend was shopping at Ross, sees the girl there and goes, oh, shit. What the hell? How have you been? What's going on? And she tells this big story. She ended up going to like Australia. She had to get out of the country, slept on her friend's couch, blah, blah, blah. Okay. She's a fucking mess. Right, bro? Yeah. This was the week before the Vegas shootings. Wow. Guess where she was. Guess where she was going. Vegas. Vegas. To the fucking festival. Right. So she goes, oh, you know, I'm back. And, you know, I have these tickets to the Vegas festival. My my mom and I are going to go. Right. So she hasn't talked to her again, and this shit happens. And my wife's friend is like, "You have got to be kidding me!" Like this broad goes, get she's in the middle, she's in the room where the people get shot, right? In the San Bernardino shooting, leaves the country for months, comes back. One of the very first things she does is goes to this freaking Vegas festival where fifty people or sixty people get shot, right? This lady's gonna fucking kill herself. Well, my wife's friend ends up contacting her. Crazy luck, her mom's handicapped, so they had to get a special room to, to so her mom could access the wheelchair into the room. They couldn't find one, so they ended up having to sell the tickets, right? So this lady is like, I, I could not have survived going through another experience like that. If I would have got lived, if I would have lived through it, I would have killed myself. Wow, that's Can you imagine like what's the what's the probability of that happening? Not very good, honestly. That's it, wow. It, yeah, it, we were like, get the fuck out of here, dude. This is because my wife tells me the story and she tells me she's going to the festival. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. You are and the mathematician, says, right? You should know what the yeah, I, I could not. Find <laughs> you should know what the odds are. That. That is, <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to Google uh, probability of being in two mass shootings. That is, that's crazy. And then how about the other people that were in it, survived it, and then die in a car wreck like two weeks later? Yeah, no, that's. The wife got. The wife got I mean, I mean, that's like going. Uh, I I equate that to the people who go overseas, and they do like three, four, five tours overseas, and yeah. they come home and they 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 finally retire from the military, and then like a week later they're killed by a drunk driver. Or, yeah, or, they get or, or, or the, Yeah, I mean, just something fucking completely random that just should never ever happen. I mean, that's just wow. I I it, I, I feel crazy. for the lady, and I don't even know her. Yeah, no, and, and, you know, and it's, cause she was in the classroom where it happened. So, I mean, those, those are, those are visuals you will never forget. But the, the idea of experiencing that and then going, because from what I understand, the visual experience of the Vegas massacre was just as horrific, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think a human, a human being can handle that. Well, unless you're programmed for it. I say, I say, I, I don't believe a human being can't handle that. I, I've seen human beings handle worse, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of training involved and a lot of different things involved with that, but just your normal run of the mill. I'm a school teacher. It's just, it's hard to process something like that. The odds and yeah. And, and what she's going through like and how military, she feels and all that. Right. Military could probably, I mean, they're trained and Mil- military law like, enforcement, uh, nurses right. and doctors. I mean, they see traumatic, right. uh, Incidents and offenses all the time. Same thing with your firefighters, whatnot. 
I mean, they see stuff that's yeah. very traumatic all the time. And how some of them handle it, honestly, sometimes it's it amazes me because people don't think that people in law enforcement or firefighters or doctors and nurses can actually suffer from any type of severe PTSD. But you'd be surprised right. how much people actually have that they just don't get addressed. And and, yeah, and well. I mean it's it, it's it's awestruck. I know people that from when I worked with the at the at the jail with the sheriff's office, they have PTSD from some of the stuff that they've seen and done inside that jail, and they don't get it addressed. And it's not healthy at all. Yeah, I mean it's got to have an effect on you. I mean that's the thing that you know what I'm saying. Like I'm sure that there's a, a certain level of I'm not not resistance, but just like you like you're you can deal with it and function. But there comes a point where like there are some things that you you see images of and you experiences that you go through and situations that you live through that it's like dude there's got to be an effect that needs to, you know a lasting effect that needs to be addressed you know what i mean yeah absolutely i completely agree jason are you awake over there i was looking at i was looking for statistics he was looking at porn i couldn't find the statistics <laughs> he couldn't find the statistics so he went over to porn <laughs> he's all, uh, he he, he googled game. ohio dogs <laughs> <laughs> I got I got stuck on statistics and I he was I Ohio bestiality is I completely I completely zoned out. I'm I gonna have to explain that to my wife now because you're on my Wi-Fi. You sick son of a bitch. Yeah. So uh, speaking of so so statistic um, and this it doesn't really lead anywhere. It's just random thought and it'll probably get cut out. But I I read a random statistic. Do you know if you put 26 people in a room together, just 26 people, there's a 50-50 odds that two of them have the same birthday? Really? Yeah. I read that the other day. Well, honestly, I didn't read it. I heard it on a podcast. <laughs> that's a, Fun fact. Yeah, it, that's a stupid human fact. It really is. But uh, well, guess, well, guess what, Jay? We have that in common because I just heard that on a podcast too. Yeah. yeah. This was one. it a good podcast at least? Well, at least the guest was good. Yeah. <laughs> Towards the shining star. So, 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 can we, can we get this out there so we can put this to rest, just for our listeners, so they know that there is no longer a debate about this. About what? <laughs> You've got the floor, dude. Matt Moore is shitty. Fuck you. <laughs> Matt Moore is Matt Moore is shitty. Bench for Cutler again. Oh yeah, Matt Moore. You know when. when when Cutler got hurt the first time, and the, I mean, dude, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. Within 20 seconds, I had to post a fucking uh, shout on the on the app and tag you in it. Do you, I know. Do you, do you remember who? So when he got his first start, do you know who who they played? The Jets, and they beat. No, him. it was not the Jets. Oh, it was I the Baltimore Ravens. Oh yeah, you got shut out. Yeah. We got no, no, we, no. We, we, no. So when Matt Moore's first his first his start, complete start, yeah, yeah, no, was but, against the Baltimore Ravens on a Thursday night. No. He didn't even. Yes, it was. I thought it was in London. No, it was a Thursday night game, and he played the Baltimore Ravens uh, only on four days of uh, actually being the starter. Now, listen, that's not an excuse because he's been in that system for for the last few years. He knows the team uh, and all that, so that's not an excuse. But well, not just that, but he played most of the game the week before, at least half. Yeah, but it was still it was the Ravens on Thursday night. We've lost like six straight games to the Ravens. We can't beat them to save our lives. And then this week he got the Patriots. I mean, listen, our defense is not very good. Neither is our offense, apparently. And I don't think trading Jay Ajayi actually helped us much. No. But, uh, well, I mean. That was so strange. That well, so I mean, strange. if you look at what he's done in uh, in Philadelphia, it, it he really hasn't helped them either. 
they don't really. But need they're him. not using him though. They're That's the whole point. <laughs> Why would you trade for somebody you're not gonna use? Because <laughs> they got the because plotter. they gave a fourth round pick. They got a fourth round pick. That's what when, when they traded Ajayi, I was like a fourth round pick. Like yeah. this guy was fucking his, his knees, golden. No, his knees. Yeah. Listen, you're thinking he's golden because he had half of his stats in three games. He was a locker room cancer. No. His knees are degenerative. They're not getting better. They're getting worse every no. game he plays. No, no, I totally understand that. I know I know his his statistical, you know, spread is not it, it all happened in those three games. I also understand that um, well, actually I take it back. I did not know that he was a cancer in the locker room. They Honestly, did not, that, that he, I didn't know he was a cancer in the locker room either until it came out after they traded him. I mean, but I mean, that's the thing. Did, did it, they use him as a scapegoat? Because that's the way I, I don't. Mean, when I listened to the commentators, Gates made him sound like a scapegoat. I don't think it was that they made him a scapegoat. I think it was the Gase sending a message to everybody else on the team. And I think there's still bad apples on that team that yeah. nobody, don't care who you are, if you're not going to study the playbook, if you're not going to bring the playbook home and study it and do what you need to do away from the practice time that we're asking you to, you won't right. be around here. I, I I don't think it was a scapegoat yeah. as much as he was sending a message to the rest of the team. Listen, I don't care if you're the starting running back. I will get rid of you. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. And and I get it. Like, I, I understand that he was making an example of him. I just think his value was probably a little bit more than a fourth-round pick. Maybe not. He wasn't doing shit. That, that's what made me laugh about when Ajayi got moved. And it was this, you know, waiver wire madness about, you know, Kenyon Drake and freaking, you know, Williams. It's like, dude, a giant didn't do shit. What, these guys are all of a sudden going to be fucking world beaters. Like, I don't, I didn't, you know, and they're going to share time. Like, how, why, why are they, why is everybody rushing to the wire to, you know, freaking put all their fab on these guys when, you know, I think his talent is good. I, I think a is a talented player. I don't think he's, he's going to have a lot of longevity. Yeah, but it was just—it was strange, dude. The way that it went down was very interesting. And then, like, like we were just talking about, he goes to Philly, and they barely use him. This reminds me a lot of a few years ago when the Colts traded away uh, what's his name for a first-round pick. Aaron James. You're talking about the Browns or the Browns to the Colts? Colts. Yeah, what was that running back? Oh, Trent. Trent Richardson. uh, Yes, Richardson. So I'm a huge fan. So I don't own any of a Jai anywhere in any league I'm in. But if I owned a Jai and the Dolphins traded him mid season to another team, instantly I'm selling. I don't care. Yeah. I'm selling. Even if it's a better team, I'm selling, I'm selling, I'm selling. Because he's not gonna know the playbook. He's not gonna have a feel for a rapport with anybody on that team. Trades in the middle of the season for running backs hardly ever work out. There were the, the two pros were the fact that the Phillies offense, you know, they moved the ball. Um, yep. and the fact that he's going to have more opportunities to score in Philadelphia than he did in Miami. But I do agree. I mean, here's the problem. With, they moved the ball, but with him going there, like Garrett Blunt still the goal line back. Oh, hell yeah. So if they were he, getting in close, the ball wasn't going to a Jai, which means he had to break one in order to, to score, which he did. And he broke one again this week and fumbled it. Yeah. But I mean, and and he has been somewhat efficient with his carries. He's just he's not getting used enough. He's not getting enough touches. I have one share of him, and he's been on my bench. I think all but one week he's been in Philadelphia. So yeah. he's not worth start. I, 
You should have traded him. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure, and I don't know what the, the return value I would have gotten I for think, him. That's the reason why I didn't push it. I think him going to Philly, his value would have been higher than it at any point this year. I'm more concerned by the fact that we're using share. You don't own a share in fucking Jay Ajayi. You have him on one fucking team. It's not. Yeah, you know how many fucking teams I have, dude? That's why I call it share. <laughs> I, I, that, I don't know. That's one of those weird. No, no, no. He owns Jay Ajayi. Yeah. He owns it. Yeah. He's got I, one share. You you own one share. I have share. one share because I have fucking. If I have one team, I won't say I have a share. I'll say I own Jane and Jai. But when I have a plethora of teams, I'm definitely going to say I have a share of them. Plethora. Don't judge me, Jay. <laughs> Motherfucker. Plethora. plethora. Fuck you, Jason. Do you, even, do you even know what plethora means? Sure, I do. Listen, he went to college. What you ain't pl- talking to me. What does plethora mean? Uh, I have many. Man, you're fucking a, it. A synonym? You're fucking it all up. What, what, what is the... I'm sure you're looking it up right now. What is the dictionary definition? No, 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 no. Have you... You've never seen Three Amigos? Oh, my goodness. I haven't seen me, Three Amigos since I was probably 10. <sighs> it makes you feel any better. I've now never you, seen okay, it. What's the back? what's the backstory? No, I'll put... I'll, you can hear it when I put the quote right here. The clip from the movie. <laughs> I'll just put the clip from right here. I have put many beautiful piñatas in the storeroom, each of them filled with little surprises. Many piñatas? Oh, yes, many! Would you say I have a plethora of piñatas? A what? A plethora. Oh, yes. (laughs) You have a plethora. Jefe, what is a plethora? Why, guapo? Well, you told me I have a plethora, and I just would like to know if you know what a plethora is. I would not like to think that a person would tell someone he has a plethora and find out that that person has no idea what it means to have a plethora. <laughs> Every, I'm excited now. Yeah, I mean, it, don't don't get that excited. It'll be two months before you hear it, but... <laughs> uh, it actually has to come out a little quicker than that. All right, so, Toys for Tots. Yeah, so we, we, we've we've beat a dead horse in Miami and Philly. Let's talk a little bit about your 49ers. I know you want to. Oh, I will. Oh, oh, um, oh. you got that good-looking quarterback starting this week. Um, I I mean, I'm excited. I don't think it's going to make – it's going to make zero difference for this year. Um, for the record, I have zero shares of Garoppolo, just so you know. Well, I don't think I anybody had – I don't think anybody had shares of Jimmy Garoppolo up until he got traded. Uh, right, and people did pick him up. But, but I mean, here's the deal. We're a mess. Okay? We are void of talent, period. I mean, that's it, dude. There, 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 there aren't playmakers on the team. You don't you think know, Hyde's a playmaker? I think he's a playmaker, dude. But, I mean, we, you need to get guys out of the box in order for him to be able to do his thing. I mean, we don't, we, we have no receivers. We have, we cannot, we're not threatening the field vertically. There's no way for, uh, you know, a team to say, you know what? We should have five DBs in this scenario and maybe, you know, have a, a light, a light box so that they can, we can run the rock. It's not going to happen. We have a ton of money. We'll have a very high draft pick. I think, I think we're in a good place as far as our coaching and um, the management, the management, bulky being out, that's huge. I like Kyle Shanahan. I think he's. I think he's doing a good job. I mean, we've got our ass handed to us a couple of times, but for a one in ten team, at least they're in fucking games, dude. You I, know, I, I mean, they're in. I think revisiting the whole John Lynch hire 
from the last time we had you on. Remember how we were talking about that? Yes. I'm not saying it was a great hire. With hindsight being 2020, I think it was a pretty good hire. I don't think he's 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 done better than I thought. And Jason's over here shaking his head no, but I think he's done pretty good. Uh, Based on he's hit on a couple of late round draft picks. Their their fourth round draft pick that they got that's a linebacker is one of the reasons why they cut one of their starting linebackers because he's that good. That that's got to be Elliot. <laughs> so I didn't do anything. You're getting text messages. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it buzz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll take it. It's yeah. gonna buzz. It's gonna buzz right now. It's gonna buzz right now. All right. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm charging one. Dude, I got a. I've got a freaking three year old iPhone six, and the battery lasts all of about three seconds. <laughs> Same so with I mine. To, I I have to keep it charged. I did. I did get an iPhone X, and it's in the mail. It's on its way to me. But dude, this battery is a mess, so I have to keep it plugged in. So I apologize for that. Nah, dude, it's fine. Keep, it's fine. What I'm keep saying, going. Sing John, John Lynch's praises. No, 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 I'm not. I won't. J- Jason I, won't. Jason absolutely I'm not, won't. I'm not saying he's done a bad job. I'm not saying he's done a good job. I'm saying you're one in ten. Haven't shown any improvement. Your team's a mess. And any is any of that his fault? No. But there's been no marked improvement from last year. Yeah, he might have hit on a couple late round players, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong, hitting on late round players is how you do it, but doing it once doesn't mean shit. It's doing it over again, over and over again, and then actually turning that into wins. So, while we can say, hey, he got Jimmy Garoppolo for a good price, maybe, I don't know what he, and... What did they get for him? I'll say, yeah, they gave a second round pick for him. That's not bad. Depends. I mean, we'll see how he ends up. And this is true, but for the value of a second round pick, he was going for a first round pick earlier in the pre- uh, at the start of the year. So, you know, right. he's made a couple of decent moves. That's but I'm, listen, I'm, they, not, I'm not saying John Lynch is going to the Hall of Fame as, a, as the greatest GM of all GMs. What I'm saying is it's let, been Let a me year. say this. I think right now I would rather have John Lynch as my GM than what I have in Miami. Eh, I wouldn't. I, I would. I mean, look, I don't like what you have in Miami. I don't either. I'd rather have John Lynch. But the problem is... Maybe because he still has a job, but only because he's been there less than a year. If he has two or three years like this year, where he's gotten a couple late round talents, but the field the the, the team doesn't improve on the field. Bye. I, I think that team's going to improve on the field. They, it, well, they from, almost from, have, from from everything all, we've seen. Unless it's unless they're the Browns, they almost <laughs> have to. So from everything we've seen so far from Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and granted. Very small sample size. I'll, I'll absolutely give you that. But everything we've seen from him so far, he's a competent NFL quarterback. How long is he under contract? Uh, he's he's going to get paid. At the end of this year. Yeah, he's going to get paid at the end of this season. And he'll get paid a significant amount by 49ers. So here's... Because here's, they've got almost $100 million to spend. Here's the problem with that. You have no idea what you have in Jimmy Garoppolo, and you're about to pay him a boatload of cash. Yep. We're shitty. I, I I I will not argue that. I think we're working in the right direction. You said if John Lynch does this for two or three more years, then we'll talk. That that's cool, but you can't do it for two or three more years if you don't do it for one year to start. So he did a good job this year. We'll see. They're making moves that are saying, Okay, listen, this is part of the old regime. These are players that are not moving in the direction we want to move in. These are, you know, guys that we don't see in our future, and they're cutting them. They didn't have to cut Navarro Bowman. Navarro wanted to be on the field more. So out of respect for him, they said, hey, dude, listen, we get it. You're not going to play on the field for us every down because you lost two steps. 
but you're a run stuffing motherfucker, but you're not a pass guy. We, we, we can't trust you in protection. I mean, in coverage. So peace out, go find a contract. And it wasn't a, a, a disrespectful or a negative break. It was just, Hey dude, you want to play, go play for the Raiders. You know what? I mean, I, we're done. Okay. So we have to get off the 49ers now and you said disrespectful. So it just brought it up into my head. <laughs> Fucking Eli Manning. Sure. You're a fucking jerk. Oh. Eli Manning for Geno fucking Smith. It makes sense. It makes no sense. It makes absolute sense. Why? Because think about it. Who's the better quarterback? Manning. Okay. Hmm. What are the what are the Giants gonna do this year? Cut him? No. Nothing. 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 So why do you start Geno Smith? Because he gives you a better chance to lose. Thus, he gives you a better chance to have a better draft pick. Now, now, with that said, don't be surprised because if you've looked at anything Eli Mann has done this year, he's been garbage. Granted, he's got no wide receivers. Just give him some peanut, peanut butter. butter yeah, out. just give him some peanut butter. They'll they'll, they'll stop. Um, <laughs> but uh, are your dogs smalling a smaller dog? <laughs> no. You want to know the interesting story? My my neighbor has a dog, and when he lets his dog out, they run up to the fence. So I'm going to walk out of this room. No more dogs. Go for it. <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what I was saying was, Eli Manning's been terrible this year. Absolutely terrible. He He should have been benched a long time ago. The reason why he didn't get benched is because he's Eli Manning and he's won him two Super Bowls. Yes, he has no wide receivers. No Odell, no Brendan Marshall. He's been without Sterling, Sterling Shepard. The only thing he has on offense uh, that he could throw the ball to is Evan Ingram. That's it. Right. So, I, I, I fully acknowledge that. But still, Eli Manning's been terrible. I think Geno Smith... For a long time. I think Geno Smith coming in will actually play better than Eli Manning was. And the reason I say that is because Sterling uh, Shepard is coming back this week, which coincides with the first week of Geno Smith starting. So I actually think Geno Smith will be better for them than than what Eli Manning has played. Yeah, I still think it's shitty. I mean, listen, they gave him an opportunity. They said, hey, you can start if you want, and he said no. And I understand why he said no. No, why you're gonna start me to keep a streak, but then you're gonna bench me for him? Just bench me. I don't care. But he's a thirty seven yeah, he's a thirty seven year old, never been mobile, never been a very accurate quarterback. And I think it speaks volumes about e- Eli, because here's the thing. Eli has never been a great quarterback. He's had a couple really good seasons, but he's never been elite. He's played well in big games. You know, Patriots fans fucking hate his ass. But dude, I mean, <laughs> oh, I seen I, I, mean, I seen a meme that said uh, uh, Eli Manning beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl and got benched for Geno Smith. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw that. I saw one with um, McDermott or whatever his name is, and it said, uh, "Oh, you think I can't fuck up or something?" He goes, "Bench Tyrod for." fucking Pennington or whatever the hell his name is. Oh, yeah, then they got McAdoo saying, hold my beer. McAdoo and he goes, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, so I know know it's it's, uh, popular to bag on Eli, uh, but he has had seven years of 4,000 plus. 
He came. And in, in, in this day and age, and the, the way the offensive game is played nowadays, is geared towards passing. You'd have, but you'd. 4,000, honestly, is not a lot of yards. You would struggle to find another quarterback in the league today that's got seven. Not no, not counting no, the big couple. No, I wouldn't. And he yeah, was that- he was 60, 67 yards from a 5,000 yard. He was 67 yards from a 5,000 yard game. He's thrown several 30 plus touchdown years. And how many 10, plus. 15 plus interception years has he had? Right. Uh, I mean, when you're throwing interceptions, that's going to put your team down. So the only way you're going to come back is by throwing the ball. And, and that, but that's what I'm saying about Eli, though. Like, it's he's a he's a he's a uh, he's an average back, quarterback. You know? he's average. Well, so what he's would you average, consider a good slightly, passer rating? Slightly, slightly above average quarterback. Uh, <laughs> a good passer rating. Yeah, I mean, what would you okay, consider? Like, uh, like good or like elite? I'd say like a, a Let's say guy good. that I'd be happy with is somewhere around like a, a hundred. I think I think that's, you've got high, I think you've got too high expectations for passer ratings. That's what I'm saying. Like like higher like ninety three. Well, so he's had he's had four years of that. He's had one, two, three, four, five years in the upper eighties. Eighties is not very good for a passer yeah, rating. I don't, I I'm would. sorry, that's just not good. It's it's and that's because of the interception. Yep. He's not afraid to throw the ball, and that's the thing. That's why I think he's a season bet, and that's why what happened happened this week. They said, hey, dude, you want to start and keep the streak? And he, because he's a guy, he's shitty now, but he's a guy. He's like, no, fuck that. I don't need to, to just keep the streak alive. If, if the choice is that Geno's going to start, then let Geno start. This isn't about me. It's about the team. So let him go. You know, that's in my opinion. I think someone who, who didn't have that level of maturity would be like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to play for two quarters and then take me out. Like, uh, I, I mean, I give, I respect him. I don't think he is. I don't think he's very good you know, anymore. I don't think he's very good at all anymore. Yeah. You know, I, 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 would, not, I, know he's not very good I would not be surprised if he retires at the end of the season. I yeah. honestly would. Or he might get paid by Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> so, Denver. So I'm I'm helping a a friend of mine with her league, uh, her church league. She was one in nine, and she's like, "Can you help me?" So I I've helped her the last couple of weeks. Like I went, I said, "Give me your phone. Let me look at your your team. Let me look at your waiver wires and see if I can make some moves for you." The last two weeks, she's completely destroyed the top two teams in her league, and she just texted me. Any suggestions for this week, boss? <laughs> uh. I give way better advice to other people than I give to myself. Oh, it's listen. I found out it's a lot easier to give other people advice than to to try to you know take your own advice. Yeah, you sit there and stare at your lineup for fucking fifteen minutes to make one move. I, someone asked me a question, I just give them an answer. Here, do that. I, I like this guy. You know, I think this is why he's going to do better. But for me, I sit there and stare at it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm too emotionally attached to my teams. To, to make right. these decisions. So it's it's like I didn't want to drop, even though they said he was retiring in, in one of my leagues, I didn't want to drop Darren McFadden. Oh, yeah, I still have him. And I was like, I was like, I don't want to drop him just in case, you know, he says he's retire and then he gets picked up, like, for example, Miami, who now maybe might be in the need for a running back because Damian Williams is injured. So I'm like, you know, right. I want to hold him just in case he gets picked up. But I'm like, he's, he's really useless. I, you can drop him. It's okay. And if anybody asks me, I'm like, yeah, yeah. dude, just completely drop him. He's fine. 
You don't need him. Yeah. But then looking at my team, like, no, I, I, I kind of, I don't want to drop him yet. <laughs> I still, well, so I still have him because it costs money to drop guys in our league. Yeah. No, this was in a free league. Yeah. So, so I'm still <laughs> holding him because I haven't picked anybody up, and it's like I'm not going to pay the what is it a dollar? I'm not going to pay two dollars. Do- yeah, I'm not going to pay two bucks to drop him. He can sit on my bench. <laughs> Dude, this has been a strange year with like start sits for me. Like it's been an interesting year with I, I don't I don't know, dude. I mean, I guess every year it seems like a strange year, but as far as like start sit, those mid range, mid tier, you know, mid round receivers, it's it's because the the the, the early round guys seem like they fucking let everybody down, and then the mid round guys are the dudes that are hitting. Yep. And when do you start him? And you fucking he goes ah, oh, you start him, and it, it, dude, it's just been a, it's been a rough fucking year of that <laughs> shit, man. It's driving me nuts. I've got a big decision coming up because I have Todd Gurley in the second to keep, or DeAndre Hopkins in the fourth. So and he knows um, he knows if he lets go of Gurley, he'll go in the first round. Well, so it's he'll a, go in the first five pick probably. It's gonna depend. Well, well no. Well, so everybody's got a keeper, so it depends. Yeah, everybody on, has one keeper. So if I pick in the top couple picks next year, if I if we draw cards and I I end up in like one, two, or three, then Gurley's going into the pool. But yeah. uh, but if uh, if not, if I'm in the back half, I'm probably keeping Gurley and letting DeAndre Hopkins go. But dude has been yeah. matchup proof despite the fact that uh, despite the fact his quarterback went down. <laughs> dude, and and wait until Watson comes back. I mean that's. That's a that's an enigma right there. Well, he he won't I be back say, this year. I'd agree with you. He won't be back this year. No, no, but... no. I'm talking about for a keeper value for next season. Oh yeah, yeah, no. So what, you know what I'm saying, and that's what's funny about Hopkins is he'll do nothing for a long time, and then Tom Savage will remember that he's over there and throw it to him like nine straight times. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely game, true. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be like three point three points, and then well, what what it is is. The defense is actually trying for the first three quarters, and then the Texans are so blown out. They're like, "All right, we can just sit back and cover two, and we'll give you, you know, ten yard dump yeah. here, nine yard dump there, fifteen yard dump." Well, there. that was so we, this- we don't really care because you're not going to score twenty seven points in the next twelve minutes. It wasn't <laughs> actually, but if you watched, if you watch a lot of Hopkins catches from this last week, he was blanketed. I, I I I can honestly sit here and say I haven't watched much of Hopkins at all this year. Never mind this past week. Yeah. It's only because he was on a Monday night game. That's why I watched him. No, I didn't see. I didn't watch the Monday night game. On Monday night, I watch wrestling. So you you can attest to it. He was covered pretty tight and just kept catching the ball. Oh, absolutely. And he made some great catches. And fucking and Savage just kept throwing him the rock. I say there's no question on his talent. It's the question lies with his quarterback. Well, it's like I have Funches too, and he's constantly a possible flex for me. But. Cam Newton's accuracy is so fucking awful <laughs> that it's hard to play him, and then you don't know that he's ever going to get a touchdown because they drive down the field methodically, get to the one, and let Cam score every time. Yep. Right. But with the way that their team is kind of shaken out, I mean, especially with Olsen kind of being iffy, even after coming back, I mean, I think Punch, depending on who else is on your roster, I mean, I think Punch is a – he's. He's a borderline must-start guy, unless you have other studs. I've I've got him in one league, and I can keep him next year as a tenth-round pick, and I'm absolutely sure. going to do that. So it's weird. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I have so. Hey, I signed up for one of those eliminator, you know, John Bosch or one of those eliminator things they do, or you know, in the in the summer. Yeah. And you can start like you can do the 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 lineup is wide open. 
So I, we start getting to lay around, and I'm like, screw it. And I, I drafted like four kickers. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, these guys, dude, no, I'm serious. I got like Gokowski, I got Zerline, I got like a bunch of kickers that I thought were going to score a bunch of points because a kicker on a, you know, decent week scores 15, 20 points. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that's more than some schmuck and, receiver that I'm taking a shot on. Yeah, and the way, Jason, the, Jason, the way these things work is you go through, you draft a team, there's no set positions. So the way it works is whoever scores the most for you that week is in your starting lineup. Yep. So so it, it, you have eight slots or whatever it is to fill, and your eight highest scorers of the week go in those slots. Nice. Yeah. So if I mean you could you could have two kickers who score 17, 19 points that week, and you've got two kickers yeah. in your lineup now. So I picked this, I picked so him up up on waivers. I don't know how he ended up on. I think he ended up on waivers because his bye week was coming up. And since I've had him, no, you had him on before his bye week. Remember? No, no, no you, I know, but it was coming up, so I think oh, okay. somebody dropped him for was, somebody who already had yeah, his bye week. It was two, two weeks you had before. Two weeks before his bye week. So because I thought about picking him up, but so I, I didn't want to drop Matt Bryant. So I got twelve, eighteen, then his bye week, and this is the first time I've ever kept a kicker through his bye week. So twelve, eighteen, zero, fifteen, eighteen, and then one, and this last week was seventeen. Those are what? Those are those are like. Well, let me say this: since I've picked him up, he's killing AJ Green. Oh yeah, easy. <laughs> are, are, are you talking about Zerline? Yeah, dude, I, I kept him through the bye too, man. I kept the kicker on my bench, which I never. I ever I, do. I honestly was hoping I'm Jason was going to drop him on his bye because I was going to I was going to swoop right in and pick him up. I can't remember who I played, but I'm pretty sure that I got lucky with him too. I, I think you had somebody who scored like nine or ten points that week oh, for I'll, your kicker. I'll let you know here in a minute, but it was it, so we're deep in the weeds and in, in football, like our football leagues, and I'm pretty sure people are bored as fuck. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I've I've been thinking that for the last like twenty minutes. I'm like, I like talking about it, but I don't know who the fuck's gonna want to hear this shit. Uh, That's okay. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Listen, we, we give we give you entertainment every once in a while. It's about us, goddammit. Oh, I had Hauschka. He got me ten. Yeah, told you. No. Hey, look, I got double digits out of them. I'll Got take it. Boy. I'll take it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm thinking about, though, like, honestly, some of the leagues that I run, like, I, I'm almost to the point where kickers and defenses, I'm ready to get rid of them. The only reason why I don't do it is because it's part of football, and it's kind of like, you know, we got to keep them. But kicker kicker lives matters. Dude, I, I would keep kickers before I would keep defenses, to be totally honest with you. Because I've lost. So, once again, about us. Dude, Embryo is killing me, George. It's fucking, dude, I lost DJ and A-Rod. My second and third round picks were fucking Baldwin and T.Y. Hilton. Right? Dude, I, I'm, I, dude, it's, I, I was one in five at one point. I'm in seventh now. I've worked my way back up. But, dude, I've lost three games on Sunday nights because of defenses. Hey, as long as you're not the bottom dude, team, I, that's all that matters. Hey, bro, and that's, and that's, I'm trying to keep, because if I get relegated in Embryo, I'm done. Yep. I'm like, dude, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah. I was a Mike I was a Michael Thomas start last year in the semis away from winning that and moving up to junior. But dude, three Sundays I've lost on for uh defenses. Dude, one one week I go in down by three. I have when Carson was still the running back for Seattle. I had Carson, T Y and Baldwin. Right? Going he had Seattle defense. Right, for sure, win for me. <laughs> Bullshit, I lost. Fucking, that was the that was the week two, Carson got injured, court. didn't it? Yeah, and, and it was the week two that freaking it was when they played Indy. So he freaking you know he scored twice, 
Uh, the defense scored twice. It was brutal, dude. One week, I'm up by one and a half, and freaking, I have Houston's defense. I'm winning. I'm up by one and a half. He's done. I have Houston's defense. They haven't had negative points all fucking year. Negative six. I lose. So right? you, I should have benched him. I should have benched him. I'll say, I'll say, listen, I've done this in a league this year. I, ha- I had the game won. I had my defense left. I said, hey, do I need to start a defense? They said, no. If you want to sit a defense, that's fine. But if they score points, those points are not going to help you later on in the season. You won't get credit for them. Right. So I said, that's fine. I benched them. The defense put up one point that week. So I'm like, fuck it. I, 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 I secured a win, and on the year I lost one fucking point by benching my defense. I'm totally good with that. If I fucking get fucked over in a tiebreaker yeah, by like- one point, I don't uh, listen. That's on me yeah. then. And and that was the reason I was up by like one point one in this argument. Cause I was talking to people on the app about it, and it was because well, you want know, got to watch out for stat corrections, and also if it comes down to tiebreaks, or I mean, dude, they're going to score. They're going to score. They're not going to get negative. Fuck. No. Nope, no. Nope. Destroyed. So I dude, lose that game. Nope. Play to win the game. If you got it, one bench your players. Yeah. So that's. I've learned that. And then, but, but that, I, I kind of knew, I knew that already, but I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't want to get fucked with stupid. Jason, right here, I want you to insert the violin. Yeah. Just, yeah, please. All right. So we're going to get out of fantasy football, uh, mostly our okay. teams, because everybody's. <laughs> if you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck uh, you, Corey. Hey, I'm totally down, though, if you guys ever want to have, like, organized fantasy football conversation that isn't about our teams, I- I'm down. Okay. Maybe we'll, I'm down for sure. Maybe we'll have the DP hour, and that'll be our second show of the week. <laughs> the DP hour. We'll do like a playoff run discussion. Can you can you handle the DP? I prefer to handle no P. So, so it's comments like that that make me cringe uh, because I just had somebody saying, oh, I want to hear your podcast. And then Jason's like, can you handle the DP? Who, who was it that wanted to hear it? The, the girl that I'm helping with her church league fantasy football team. Yeah, don't tell her to listen. <laughs> yeah, she should listen enough. to the description of what DP is. Okay, so if you're listening. No, Jason, I'm going to throw something at you. Church lady, if you're listening. No, Jason, stop. Listen, with all the Yikes. sexual harassment stuff going around right now, you need to stop. It's not well, we sexual harassment if that. you listen to it willingly. <laughs> We never talked about that an hour and a half in. Stop. Church church lady. So what a DP is. It's a Darth Pai Kai. It's that, Darth Pai Kai. Yes, that's that's his name. DP. It's, Darth Pai Kai. Darth Pai Kai. <laughs> where two guys enter his anus at one time. Jason! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, I wouldn't throw that hey, in there. I, right I, I do have a funny I do have a funny DP story for you. Go. Um, Always down for some funny my, DP. In my grade book for, you know, I give my kids, my class, uh, participation points. And so when I put the description of what the points are for, I always write DP for daily points. And every time I put DP in there, I always laugh. I think you guys, because you're the ones who brought brought it up. I just heard he's giving kids DP. Are you running for Alabama Senate? (laughs) You're a teacher. No. That's just bad. I just don't want to write out uh, daily points every time, so I'm lazy man. I write DP. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, George brought up the harassment scandals, all the stuff that's going on right now. He wanted to talk about that a little bit. 
and we've been kind of an unorganized mess, but we can get into it a little bit if we still want to. I kind of do. I just... An hour and a half in. Yeah, an hour and a half in, we'll actually get to something serious. Uh, no, I told Jason earlier, and I told DP earlier, you know, something that I did want to bring up. Um, with all the the sexual harassment claims that have been going around from just literally every profession, every walk of life, just everywhere right now, it, it's it's crazy. It seems like every day or every other day, somebody else who's either a, a congressman, a senator, uh, a news anchor, an actor, um, pretty soon I won't be surprised if you hear musicians getting blamed for this stuff. Um, it's just... If you're a musician, I think it comes with a territory. Like, this is, it, like it's it's assumed from with most, I would think. Like Just because assumed doesn't mean it's acceptable. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, that's the old story of, like, you know, rock musicians looking out in the crowd and having their assistants, like, line up the girls. Yep. And and that, and nowadays, and we talked about this earlier, you know, some of the stuff that people had said and done that they're getting just blasted for 10, 15 years ago wasn't that big of a deal. And and it's just, I don't know. I I told Jason, um, DP, I don't know about you, but... and it was, I was serious when I, when I talked to him about this earlier, but ha- have you ever been in a position at, at work or anywhere really where a coworker has said something or done something that actually, as a man, made you feel uncomfortable being around them? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, because, I mean, and it might be the people that I work around. And this is the last 15 years of being a teacher. Um, I've had people say things to me in my life that make me feel uncomfortable partially because I had no interest in them and they were it, it making an advancement that was like unwelcomed. Yeah. And so I'd kind of be like, Ooh, uh, you know, and try to be that like nice guy, like, Oh, Hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Thanks anyway, though. You know, and I mean, I've had that happen. I haven't have, had it happen in my current job. I mean, it was more like when I was, you know, in my early twenties, probably, yeah. um, but, you know, on the the topic of what's going on right now, I, it's what you said, Jay, is I think is spot on. A lot of it was kind of accepted, but because it was accepted doesn't necessarily make it okay. Um, I think it was part of certain industries like show business. You know, the, the casting couch is a thing because it's a thing. The people talk about it because it existed. You know what I mean? And it probably still does exist. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it still does. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, and this is the thing that I, I'm not justifying or supporting in any way. But I think that because when stuff like this starts to happen, I think when stuff, any flirting or, or advancement from a man to a woman, I think now is being construed as sexual harassment. And the bottom line, guys, you know it. If it's said, you're in deep shit. Like whether it's true, whether it was a two-way street, whether it was you know in fun, or what, it, you're you're in deep shit yeah. because of the way our society is at this point. There is there's no but we were just playing, we were just kidding around. You know? I was joking. You're fucked, and, and you're you're seeing it now in Hollywood. I mean, dude, someone says every day you see something on on you know the internet about oh this person's been accused and this happened and I've you know. I had a situation with so-and-so and it's like, you know, I mean, fuck. I, and I'm, like I said, I'm not discounting what happened to these women. Um, but I mean, I think at this point it's, 
it's a feeding frenzy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I was telling Jay. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Um, I've actually been sexually harassed by a female at work. As, and as a man, you don't really hear about that very often, but it got to the point where I would do absolutely anything to avoid this person because I knew it was going to happen. And it, and with me being married, I was completely uncomfortable with it. I didn't say nothing because, you know, I'm a male and how's that looking when, you know, Hey, you know, X, Y, and Z is going on, you know, that's making me feel uncomfortable at work. Yada, yada, yada. How's, how am I going to be looked at by not my peers, but the people I'm reporting it to? Well, and not just, not just that, but really on top of that, like if, if you say that all of a sudden she'll turn around and say, no, he's harassing me. And who are they going to believe first? (laughs) Yeah. And you're going to end up putting yourself in, in a bad position. Yeah, because because the bottom line is that men don't report sexual harassment. No, I mean it's it's. I mean, I would I would be interested. Don't look it up, Jay. I don't want you to go silent for twenty minutes. <laughs> but I want to know the per- the percentages of like of like men file sexual harassment suits. You know what I mean? I, I don't like, imagine or, it's very high. Right. Uh, do know? I do I think but, it happens? Absolutely. I, I absolutely know it does. Well, I also have- do. I do I think it happens more often than than people realize. I, I honestly, I think it does, but I just think it goes way, way, way underreported. Well, I also think, I also think guys are more open to being her. I mean, let's, let's face it. Like most women. And the thing we need to take away from this is guys don't pull your dick out. Women don't want to see it. This is true. Like that, it's it, almost all of these guys, not all of them, but almost all of them. Like at some point just pulled their dick out unasked for. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's not okay that's not good <laughs> we can't but, do that <laughs> but my point is is like most guys not not all guys and if you're married it's different but most guys if a girl says it just whips out her boobs like to to most guys that's like okay that happened yeah. you know what i mean no like big deal. hey look boobs yeah uh but so that's i think that's also part of why it doesn't go reported or it's underreported for men because most men like the, okay boobs hey great <laughs> you know and then they just move on and i'm not talking about in serious cases where somebody's making unwanted sexual advances and touching you inappropriately yeah. while married but i'm just saying in general if you're in a s- situation where you're single and another girl's si- single and she pulls out her tits most of the time guys even if you don't really want to be with that person like you go okay hey she pulled her tits out i saw tits whatever yeah not a big deal on the well, other hand i also think Dudes will pull out their dick, and that's a way bigger issue. Whoa, yeah. But that has to do with the way sex is socialized. Does that make sense? So, like, women have control of sex in our society. Complete control. Men, uh, men seek the sex. And I'm not saying that all women don't, but like you said right now, like, if, if a woman does something like that, and uh, uh, whether it's in public or in a gathering of people, it's like, oh, yeah. And if a dude does it, you're like, whoa, bro, chill out. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, hey, you're, you're overstepping your boundaries. That's the kind of idea. Like, think about the idea. How many how many dudes, because of the way we were socialized and the fact that we're men, would have been complete whores in high school and college because we would have control of the sex with our man brains, are, right? Are you saying with I should our, put my dick? Are you saying I should put my dick away? 
Please do. Well, we're, it, it, it's only audio. Well, actually, you two can enjoy each other's penises, but, you know, you guys can No, trust me. I'm, I'm good. I gotta, I've had to keep my dogs out of the room now because of him. <laughs> oh, my. It's like a salt lick. <laughs> as long as it licks. <laughs> but I think that's part of it. You know what I mean? I, and I agree, and I think that, you know, our, we, our society is – we are – I think I think more things have been brought to the forefront. You know, I think things people are being made aware of things more than we have in the past. I think a lot of things have been accepted in society like, oh, that's just the way it is. And I think that excuse or that reason has been kind of muted at this point. Like the whole, well, that's just the way it is excuse. Shut the fuck up with that. Yeah. We don't want to yeah, hear that, that anymore. You know? That's just the way it is does not fly nowadays. And it used to. Well, what's weird to me to, is that like it, all of a sudden everybody's woke. Like everybody yeah. is is up on it when like you can go back and watch any '90s movie. I mean, like, so let's think about Revenge of the Nerds. That dude raped that chick. He pretended to be yeah. somebody else and fucked her as as her boyfriend. And we're all like, "Wow, right. the nerd got a chick. Cool." Fast forward twenty right. years later, he literally raped that chick because she didn't know who he's she was going fucking. to jail. <laughs> well, he, she consented, but it, she wasn't consenting with him. She was consenting with her boyfriend, yeah. right? So, or they they in went the on the pan, or the panty raid in the mo- in the same movie. Yeah. Like all like eighties yeah. nineties movies are filled with that stuff. And if you go back and watch it, like unless you're thinking about it in terms of this harassment, you even still go, "Hey, look, a panty raid, cool." But in the terms of sexual harassment and the stuff that's going on now, not, not so, so much. Not so much. Not so cool. Yeah. And but the reason why everybody's woke is because of interaction now. Everything on social media allows you. You have everything at your fingertips. Everything is exposed so quickly now. Everybody has access to it so quickly now. I mean, it's a product of the internet, the World Wide Web. I mean, it's a, it's an access. You know, think about it. When you had to, if you were going to hear about something or or. Um, investigate something you had to either go to an encyclopedia or a newspaper or a library or your local news channel or yeah right you know or or your local news now 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 everybody has it on their fingertips right on their phones we talk about i i talk about this all the time Uh, the bar bets you used to make or the little side bets of like what album what song was on what album or what year an album came out or uh you know anything any stupid little trivia piece like that used to take a week to settle. You know what I mean? Like, if right. you were making a music bet and you didn't have the actual album or the song or the, the artist in your hands, you literally had to go to the music it, store. It was a couple of days. Yeah. You had to make yeah. the time to go down the store to actually look at the CD or record or tape well, and, or however and, you and, old you are. And think about why we retain, I think, why we retain more our generation, older, you know, people who were born in the, you know, 70s, 80s, and earlier, well, if we want to know, and I'm just using this as a strange example, if I want to know the, the population of North Africa, and I had to go look it up, it took me a minute to go look that shit up, so when I learned it, I tried to remember it, because I didn't want to go look that shit up again. Yeah, you wanted to so retain it. when I go it. to my phone, right, now, re, no, these kids don't have recall, because if they want to know what that what the population of North Africa is, they point it, they poke it, you know, punch it up on their phone, look at it, and then close that app or close the internet and then next time they want it all they have to do is go look it up again 195 you know million I mean? so, people exactly <laughs> and that took you all of what about 
seven seconds. He didn't even leave the room. Yeah, that was less less seconds. I didn't even have to go. So I didn't even have to go there and like ask how many people they had. <laughs> right. How many people do you have? Yeah. But that's I think part of it too. You know, I mean, just the access to everything is so easy to get that you know that's why people are woke. That's well, why you know. So let me like ask. Exposed. Let me ask you this question. Um. Jason and I had a, a mini, I know it's probably hard to believe, but we had a mini debate about this a uh, couple of days ago. I feel that if somebody makes a sexual harassment claim or a sexual assault claim and it's investigated and it's found to be 100% completely false, they, the, they the person who made the claim should go to jail. Well, so I don't, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't disagree with that. I think, but the, the problem with that is it does. I know, I know what the problem is with it. The problem is, is it keeps people who actually have a claim, but not a lot of evidence or proof from stepping forward right. because, because right. uh, oftentimes accusers get attacked. It's not. That's why, that's it, why that doesn't exist. It's not perfect. But if you make a claim, especially in 2017 against somebody, and it's 100% completely false. It doesn't matter. That person's life is ruined. Right. So that And there has to be a consequence. There should be a consequence for spreading a fake narrative and ruining another human being's life who did absolutely nothing wrong. So that actually brings me to a story I wanted to talk about tonight, uh, Project Veritas. That dude should probably get arrested. Well, it wasn't a dude, but it so so that dude should get arrested again for setting this up. Yep. He uh so if you if you don't know who Project what Project Veritas is, is it's a right wing um media bias trying to report on media bias. They do stings, they go undercover. Uh usually the issue with them is they to me and and actually to the courts cuz they've lost in court a lot. Uh they splice videos together incorrectly to make it look worse than it is or bad when there is nothing bad in the first place. Uh, they dr- they claim they've dressed up like pimps and hoes to go into Acorn to do to talk about their business of hoeing to see if they can get tips. And then when you looked at the actual video, they dressed up like normal people and the people in Acorn actually didn't give them tips on pimps and hoes. With all that said... Uh, the Washington Post came out with a story about Roy Moore's accusers. Uh, it was a well-researched, well-documented, with corroboration story about people that are accusing Roy Moore of having inappropriate sexual contact with them when they were young, as young as 14. Um, so Project Veritas wanted to catch Washington Post not checking up on sources, but because they're an actual decent news outlet they so project veritas sent this lady in said that roy moore had gotten her pregnant and forced her to get an abortion at the age of 15 at the age of 15 and of course washington post did its due diligence because that's what they do now you can they're they're left-leaning there's no doubt they're biased they're left-leaning on their stories they attack but they're not biased in how they do their research, they're biased in who they research. How they, yeah. so 
and so, how they present how they present their findings. Yes. Well, somewhat, but th- no, they're biased for, in how they present their finding for, as well. For the absolutely, yeah. But for the most part, what it is is they'll they will go after Roy Moore harder than they will John Al Conyers, Al Franken, so Bob Menendez. So this lady went in there, and of course they figured her out really fast, especially because she was just on GoFundMe saying, "Hey, I'm taking a job with this uh, right wing news outlet that's." Attacking left wing media bias, and yeah, you know, it was pretty easy to to debunk it. Should she go to jail? I don't, I don't. I think she should go to jail because she's making a false claim against somebody that could potentially ruin his life. So, do I think she should go to jail? Yeah. Now, should the company that sent her in, should the person at the top be? At least civilly charged. If if Roy Moore wanted to civilly sue them, absolutely, absolutely. I think that any person or group that does something spitefully to hurt someone else just for the sort the case or the purpose of hurting them, I think there should be some type of punishment. But unfortunately, the powers that control our criminal justice system in any way, shape, or form are motivated by certain things. And if there is not a gain for them, it's not going to happen. Well, I think it's it's more of the case of, like, proving intent. And you have to have a pretty airtight case in order to prove the intent was to injure and not to illuminate. So there was also a story that came out a few years ago about a black guy. He spent six years in prison. Uh... Because he was found guilty of raping a girl. Come to find out, he never raped her. She admitted the sex was consensual. She was embarrassed the day after and was afraid that her parents were going to find out that she had sex with a black man. So she said he Mm -hmm. raped him. He went to jail for six years. Yeah. For for consensual sex. Men did nothing wrong. Oh, yeah. She should go to jail. She absolutely should go to jail. The the, the women, the girl that, that claimed that she was raped by the Duke lacrosse team. Absolutely should go to jail. No doubt in my mind. She ruined those so boys' it, lives for no reason. Right. And but here's the the situation you run into. Like you said, she admitted that she the sex was consensual, right? Absolutely. And that's why I said if so, you can so, prove one hundred percent that the story was was made up, that person should go if that it was, you can prove one hundred percent it was a fake story, that it, what they're claiming right. never actually happened. That person who made the claim should they should suffer. They should go to jail. Right. They should have a mark but on that, their record. Uh, and I agree. And but that's what I'm saying though. But she would never have admitted it if she would have known there was a punishment for her. She, she basically she, she felt guilty. She yeah. felt guilty, so she said, "I'm." Uh, it never happened to get him out. If yeah. it was her that her ass in jail or his, he'd still be sitting there. Yep. And and, and th- th- these are our lives that are completely ruined. Dude spent six years in prison for nothing. What happened to her? Nothing. 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 I mean, yeah, nothing. Nobody's gonna remember. Like nobody is ever gonna remember the girl that made the claim. They're gonna remember the person yeah. who spent six years in prison. They're gonna remember. You oh, you were a part of the Duke lacrosse team that was was accused of rape. So to take it in right. a different, because some of this is kind of brought up something I was listening to earlier in the week as well. 
uh, taking it in a different direction, uh, there was a judge recently that argued against the death penalty based on some of this kind of evidence, like uh, uh, DNA evidence. So first his argument was the death penalty is not a great deterrent for to keep people from killing other people or, or to commit heinous crimes because it's so separated from like from the moment you kill somebody it can be decades before you yeah so, it, so, it absolutely is decades so so he argued first that um it's not a great deterrent because it's not instant enough like correct um so he said on based on that it shouldn't be in our value to kill somebody decades later but uh, we can put that aside. The argument that I found interesting was, especially based on DNA evidence, we found so many people that have been proven innocent years later because there's actual DNA evidence that exonerates them. And the idea was, and I'm going to get this wrong because I heard it like a week ago and I haven't listened to it since, but it was something basically along the lines of, if you're in jail forever, there's always, and, and you're claiming your is innocence, there's always that opportunity that they find the evidence of DNA or something that exonerates you and you get released. But once you're dead, you lose that opportunity. So even if they come back well, five that's, years later. That's, that's why. So here, here's my opinion on that. The death penalty, it does take, you know, 10, 15, 20 years to kill somebody. And it should. You, the person who is on death row should have absolutely every opportunity to, to exhaust themselves, and the state should be 100% positive. Yes, you are actually guilty of these crimes, and because of the heinousness of your crimes, you deserve the death penalty. You don't deserve to live. So, while I'm, I, I personally am not a fan of people sitting on death row for 10, 15, 20 years, I get it, I understand it, and, and, and for the, the previously mentioned reasons, you know, I'm not a fan of it, but I do support them, you know, being on death row that long because you do have the right to appeal and, and ha have your case tried and then retried and then retried and then retried and then retried before you are put to sleep, basically. Now, well, the, the technology that we have nowadays versus the technology that we had 20, 30, 40 years ago is the reason why we're finding out so many people who were convicted back then are now innocent. So going forward, will there be new technology that comes out that will be exonerating lots of people who were uh, on death row now? Possibly. But right now we have the best technology where it's you're less likely to get a false conviction based on DNA and then more right. DNA coming forward later that exonerates you. Well, but there's going to become a point when all of the inmates on death row are going to be tried under the current forensic science, you know, up, you know, whatever the, the opportunities or the, you know, resources that we have now. So there will be less likely that they're going to find something now that they didn't find before. But to me, that's a trial issue. Like we might, I think the best idea is to maybe revamp, the way that we try criminals, you know what I mean? Because if, if you get found guilty, that that's, you know, by a jury of your peers with all the proper evidence 
it, you shouldn't go to trial until you have all of the evidence collected and ready to present. Well, the problem with that yeah, is, 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 is as a defendant, you have a right to speedy trial. So unless you waive that right, well, you're, you're guaranteed right. a right to have a, a, a speedy trial. Well, on top, but on top of even that, um, there becomes legal issues with how evidence is collected on the scene. Yep. What if it's collected properly or not? Whether there it's admissible or not, and then it goes into appeals, and you shouldn't be convicted by jury of your peers because somebody on the crime she- crime scene fucked up and screwed up just a little bit of DNA evidence. So, you know, the, as, as... You're not going to have anything that's 100%, but the odds of that happening are not very good. No, no, that that actually... They, oh, listen, I, I, I understand. I said it's, it's one, not 100%. If it's, if it's one person that died because that got fucked up, and it's it has been more than one. I so, understand that. But the, the, the number of that, what you just said, of a technician on the crime scene screwing up the, the evidence whatnot... Or that is very, even, very slim. It's 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 very minute. Well, and it doesn't even have to be a screw up. It could be the fact that it was collected a little bit too late, and the, so the the thing degraded. But even then, new tests have come out, and they can test it better. Or and, it, and they do. Or it was eighty five percent. It was eighty five percent. That found, wasn't enough to enter found, evidence. If you get found guilty, and you get the death penalty. You basically get to go through your whole trial a second time with everything being retested and everything else. But that's that's what I'm saying. So he's he. Not my dog. No, those are mine. Wife's home. <laughs> so no, but I I know what you're saying. But it that is a and yes, is one too many? Absolutely. But you're not going to have any system in the world. Where it's one hundred percent. Well, that's you're going to have people who are spending the entire their entire life in prison, who are one hundred percent completely innocent of their crime. Well, yeah, so and and you're not you're not going to have any system anywhere in the world where it's one hundred percent correct, accurate, and I and, think and and, and and whatnot. You're not going to have that. Like I said, it, and that was part of what this judge's argument. Now he was overruled, and then they're going to appeal it again. But that was, and I, it'll probably end up in the Supreme Court. It'll probably get overruled there too. It probably will, but that—that's what this judge was saying, based on, based on legal arguments of, you have the right, you have the the right to keep going back if there's new evidence presented. In any, go ahead. No, just so the bottom line is the only way that you can truly prevent this is to eliminate the death penalty altogether. Right. And that's his and, and argument. Then, that's and then, the and then if you eliminate the death penalty altogether, you know what you're going to have? You're going to have innocent people who spend their entire life in prison and die in prison. And then you know what the argument's going to be? Well, we need to get rid of the, the life penalty because... But that's a different argument. Because... Well, no, it's just the next progression. No, it's not. Yeah, you get rid of the death penalty. Now the next argument is, well, you know, we have all these people who are... We found out after the fact are 100% innocent, and Just they spent their the entire is, life in prison. Again, the difference is, and the argument so, is, the, and the died difference. In prison. The difference in the argument is, they got to spend every waking moment of their life with the opportunity of new evidence coming out and exonerating and them for however much is left. Right. Versus a guy who dies in his fifties because he's put to death, and then right. ten years later they find out information so that's the difference between the argument with the life sentence and and what this judge is saying is if you're in jail 
and new evidence on your case comes out 40 years later, they come out with some amazing test that they can, they have your information and you can go to a lawyer and say, look, they have this, I've read about this new test here in the, in, in the jail. And I think this will prove that I'm innocent beyond a shadow of doubt. They go and do it, which is stuff that's happening with DNA today. Here's the thing though, with, and I understand it's happening with the DNA today because like I said earlier, it's the technology now is a lot better than it was 40 years ago. But, you don't get the death penalty without 100% without a doubt. That's not really true. That, that is absolutely true That's, because you, you have to be, you have to have a 12 0 verdict on the jury and then it goes to the judge and the judge actually rules and has to uphold the jury's decision. Uh, but we've just, but, but discu- George, we've just discussed that people have died who have been innocent. I, I understand. So that. it's not 100% but, with ever without a doubt. DP, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. it's 100% without a no, doubt but, at that time. But, but you have to understand also that that those twelve people and that judge all have personal bias of some kind. So depending on the situation, depending on like, because I know they go through a, a juror selection process, whatever. I mean, fucking a dude, they don't have mind reading tools. So whatever experiences those people went through, whatever interactions, how those people haven't socialized, how they've been conditioned in the culture that they grew up in. All of those things affect the way that they make their decisions. Uh, but it doesn't even. It doesn't even. But even that's not. That's not even the bulk it, but, of but it, it either. It's because you have to understand. But those people are coming from a like a a, a, a certain mile radius, right? A county or however however they're selecting that they're 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 conditioned very similarly. I'm not saying that it is 100 percent the same for every person. No, I, but I, all I've you been need on in a long time. All, all you need is on one person time, on yeah. the jury. To say, no, I don't think they deserve the death penalty, and they don't get it. Yeah, but the problem with that is there's also the peer pressure of the other 11. Inside of that, exactly. And that's the thing. I've been on a long time. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm teaching a sociology course this year for the first time. I was a social major, and so I finally got a social class. And one of the things that we talk about, one of the units is deviance. And in the deviance unit, we talk about the death penalty, um, death row, like all the stuff we're talking about right now, it is, it is crazy. I mean, to see some of the shit that goes on, like you're saying, like, I get it. I get that all 12 people have to come to a consensus, but even if 10 people come to a consensus and the other two are on the fence or even against, there is an incredible amount of peer pressure inside of that room from the other 10. That if even if a person is teetering, you, you can get your way if you work hard enough. You know what I mean? So it's interesting. It's, I'm not saying it's a system that's been active and and um, running for for centuries. You know what I mean? I mean, what, when I mean, when did our judicial system get set? The 1780s. I mean, it's been going for you know over 200 years, correct? Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's it's also it's been old. challenged and upheld and and changed over time as well. I think so. I I, I think. So what I've talked about with the judge is just like an interest of mine. Like I, th- I find it fascinating his argument of if you're in life in jail, you always have that opportunity. Like people that were arrested in the 60s and the 70s and, and the 80s. And, and, and like I said, it, so, you get rid of the death penalty. And like I said, there's a lot that goes – you just don't get the death penalty and then that's it. There's a lot of appeals. Yeah. There's a lot of reviews. Yeah. I mean but you're it, again, on there for 15, 20 years. I get, I, I get what you're saying. I'm acknowledging what you're saying. But – the next progression is, okay, well, we don't have the death penalty no more. Now we've got people dying in jail, and after they're dead in jail, we find out that there's 
new advanced technology that says that person was innocent. It's a continual progression. It's not 100% perfect. But then you... It's, it's not 100% But then you've given them their whole entire but, life in jail to find that... To find out that they were innocent. Yeah. That you give them. So then now, now we get rid of the life sentence. No, you wouldn't do again. Exactly. You're you're separate. No, you're separating. the The problem you're having is the problem. The difference is you're giving that person his whole life to come up with a way to explain uh, his whole natural life to way to show that he was innocent. Hey, Jason. Yeah. I I would be I'd be willing to bet you'd be surprised how many people would rather get the death penalty than to spend their whole life. In jail. Maybe. You'd be shocked. Maybe. At, at the amount of people who said, no, I don't want to spend my life in here. I don't want to be in a jail where I'm told for the rest of my life when I can eat, when I can pee, when I can go to play basketball, or when I can go to rec, or when I got to do this, or when I got to do that. I don't want to be told this all my life. I think, like well, I said, of, I think the biggest... That, oh. that, I've, I've just been told that um, I'm going to get my boss chopped off if I don't get down to the dinner table. <laughs> oh yeah, so, you're in California. Yeah, so I'm in Cali. So speaking of dinner, um, let's get into our fat guy food tip. No, nah, we're not doing that. Man. I'll save that for next week. I, I sent you a message on Facebook on what I'm doing, so I'll have it saved. Um, so. But hey, uh, DP, thank you for coming on, dude. This has been a blast. It really was. We got, dude. I, don't be surprised if I cut into this a little bit, just because we got into the weeds on some of this stuff. So I'm going to cut it down. Yeah. Just because I, I, think I know. You should. I don't know that. The, I, I'm not going to. Like, I won't make it sound like I'm, uh, you know, I'll just cut out all y'all's argument and then leave me left. <laughs> I'm just going to cut it down for time. But, um, but yeah, it, this was really great, dude. I appreciate it. You are welcome anytime. Even- I, I'm down to come on anytime, you guys. If I'm not doing something, I, I love coming on and talking to you guys. So, I'm in. Just hit me up. If I'm busy, I'll just let you know, George. You know, I'll tell you, man. Can- oh, yeah. About, like, but- like tonight, I, I messaged you. Hey, what are you doing? You're like, nothing. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm asking you to come on in about 15 minutes. <laughs> should we Should we send him a BFTG shirt so he we can should. be an unofficial member? We should. The third, the, you could be the third Beatle or whatever. You know, the third- <laughs> yes. The, the third wheel. Can I be the fourth? Can I be the fourth Ghostbuster, even though there's only two of you? <laughs> you know, that's so that'll be cool. We'll get him a BFTG shirt like we have, and we'll call him the third Beetle. We'll there just put, go. like, on the back, it'll be third Beetle. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will know what the fuck we're talking about. Hashtag third Beetle. <laughs> Hashtag better podcast. Yeah, that'd be awesome. that well, I just type I up the description of what DP is on the back. Oh! <laughs> you can't wear the shirt to work. Can't, oh, don't wear the no, shirt to work. I couldn't. Like, yeah, even I if it's... I that I'm even on the... Yeah, even if it's in a good like. Right. Hey, Jason, I'm cutting right. you off. Listen, the man's got to go eat, or he's going to lose his balls. Hey, okay? what are you having for dinner, though? <laughs> God damn it! I don't Jason. know yet. I'm upstairs. It's a surprise. All right, uh, DP, tell people where they can find you if they don't already know. Um. Oh, you can find me at at Darth Pikey on Twitter. You can find me at at Darth Pikey on Instagram, and then username on the Fancy Life app is at Darth Pikey. I keep it simple. For my people, so they can find me so easily. And DP, I want to get some of your sociology homework. I want to do some of it. So send, <laughs> see, I'm not joking. Send it my way. Hey. My my uh, my wife's cousin's a sociology professor uh, in uh, South Carolina. So uh, it's it's a subject that's always fascinating. And I, I bet it's an incredible experience in South Carolina. We'll, we'll talk about this some more. Um, I've been teaching for 15 years. I love my job, but man, this has been the most fun class I've ever taught in my life. It is, it is, it's a blast, and I can imagine what it's like down there. So, um, but now, we, now, we, now, we now, will, now, we will now. have conversations. 
I think it would be cool to have some conversations about some uh, sociological topics. You know what? We're going to do like a bi-monthly thing. We're going to have you on, and we're going to let you come up with a sociology topic, and then George and I can just debate it. I love it. Let's do it. All right. Done. All right, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Go get some dinner, and uh, we're going to finish up the show. Thank you for having me. All right. Later, Dave. I appreciate it, man. Later, guys. And that was DP, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys. Uh, we are going to actually wrap up this show yes, as we well. Are. My wife's messaging me. Are you guys done yet? <laughs> uh, I got a Facebook message like an hour ago. Like, what is the deal? Oh, for me? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, from the wife. So uh, we want to talk about Toys for Tots one more time. Yep. Uh, we are, again, we're raising money for Toys for Tots. You can go find our um, our thing at, at you caring. <sighs> Uh, you can find our drive at you caring and then do a search for second annual fla toys for tots it's a mouthful but it is important it's worth it get uh get some we're gonna go buy some toys for some deserving kids for christmas we're gonna take them down two weeks in less than two weeks i'm so last year it was the most fun show we did was after yep uh we need to call neil and set up him coming on the shit show or maybe we'll go on his this year we're going his. Let's go on his. Yeah, we'll, we're going his. Go. Let's force our way onto the clock dodgers. We'll do that. Okay. Done. Clock dodger invasion. Yep. Hashtag invasion. He doesn't listen to this, so he doesn't know it's coming. So hey, that's our second beetle reference. So uh, DP's the third beetle, and now it's the uh, BFTG invasion. Do me a favor yep. if you're still listening. They're go not. go into Clock Dodgers chat in the Fantasy Life app. Go on uh, tag at Clock Dodgers on Twitter. And just put hashtag invasion and don't say anything else. Oh, how about BFTG invasion just for fun? No, no. Uh, just do hashtag invasion. Okay. Because if, if you put BFTG, he'll, he'll have know. an idea what it's, what it's about. Okay. But if you just put hashtag invasion and then tag myself or Jason, he's at Dr. Mel. I'm at Geo. Uh, if you do it on Twitter, it's at BFTG pod. I just want to see it. Okay. So back to the Toys for Tots. Uh Super important. We're really close to beating our last year goal. Uh, $5 gets you an entry into the Scott Fishbowl, Scott Fishbowl 2018. Um, you can enter as many times as you want. So if you if you give us 50 bucks, you get in, entered in the raffle 10 times. Ten times. Uh, Tuesday the 5th, right? Tuesday yep. the 5th yep. is the last day to enter into the raffle. The and last... The last date to donate is the 8th, because on the 9th, we go shopping. Yep. And I guarantee you, if you get into the Scott Fishbowl, it is the most insane fantasy league you've ever been a part of. And once you get in, you'll never want to get out. So, and, and keep in mind, guys, you get to play against the experts. Uh, they've got some They've got some mid-level uh, guys like George in there as well. I, I wouldn't call myself mid-level. Okay, so they got like some lower low level, level. <laughs> low level guys like George, but they've got, you know, they've got a couple celebrities, right? And then they've oh, got a b- bunch of celebrities, bunch of the it's basically the who 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 is who of the fantasy industry plays in the Scott Fishbowl every single year. Uh with the with the exception of the people who are contracted by ESPN. Uh ESPN won't allow them to play in any leagues that are outside of ESPN. We might leave that part out. But no, anyway, leave it in. Who cares? Okay. Yeah, ESPN ain't coming after us. If yeah, they do, they'll fire us. Yeah, ESPN, C- come get us. That, <laughs> just give us the ratings. I don't know. <laughs> give us, give, give us. Uh... Your policies are terrible, ESPN. <laughs> I want you to mention us in this segment 
on air. Yes. Please, you. please. Terrible. Put, a, put us on the front page of the webpage. Top, top breaking news. We're going after break from the grind. And I feel like I'm at least as qualified as Trent Dilfer to talk about good quarterback play. Absolutely. Uh, so, anyway, Toys for Tots. Donate, donate, donate. We appreciate everything you've done so far. We're almost to the end, so you'll you won't have to hear this anymore. Um, but until next year, until next year, <laughs> until next year. But guys, come on, uh, we're almost to our goal, and we appreciate everything you've done so far. So again, uh, Scott Fishbowl, five dollars in per entry, Unlimited as many times entries. as you want. The raffle is the raffle is going to close on the fifth. The raffle is going to be pulled on the ninth, the day we actually go shop for the toys. Uh, and we're going to let Stainless Steel Neil from Clock Dodgers pull them. Uh, I'd like to thank a couple people who've been involved with it. We're going to thank the Fancy Football Breakdown, Swagzilla, and Two Drink Minimum. Those guys have been awesome in helping us raise money for Toys for Tots. Correct. Uh, Clock Dodgers has been amazing, except they still don't have the link on their website. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Uh, I have to thank Sleeper Bot. Sleeper Wire. Or Sleeper Wire. I'll cut that out. I have to thank Sleeper Wire. Uh, they've had us on their Sunday morning Blitz show a couple times. They they uh, rep the Toys for Tots drive. They're awesome guys, so go visit them and listen to them. I was going to say, if I wasn't working this weekend, I would get us on there one last time for this weekend. But uh, I'm fucking working Sunday. Um, Scott Fish, of course, for donating. The two spots. The two yes, spots. thank you, Scott. Scott, awesome. And I'm leaving somebody out. Pristine auction. Even, I well, mean, no, we, we bought shit from. No, I'm not. Fuck, if they were donated, they'd get thanked. Listen, thought, listen, they could be a potential sponsor next year. Thank no, you, Pristine thank Auction. you, Percy Auction, for, <laughs> for allowing me, us to buy, for a, allowing me to bid a helmet. <laughs> so I can a helmet. <laughs> um, who am I think? Who am I forgetting to thank? Uh, thank you for me to be awesome. So awesome. I don't know. No, Fancy oh. Life app. Are we get? Yeah, thank you, the Fancy Life app, for giving us a uh, giving us a platform. To raise the money and actually just to have the podcast. And thank you, obviously, to you listeners for donating. It You're, means a that's lot. That's the most important part. It means a lot. It means a lot. It means a lot. Kids are going to get cool toys for Christmas like a drone. They're not getting a drone. So with that said, uh, if you want to reach out to us, I'm on the Fancy Life app. I'm Dr. Mill. I'm at Geo. You can catch us on our Gmail at bftgpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twiddle at bftgpod. You can go to our website. <laughs> you can go to our website, www.bftgpodcast.com. Go to Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. We're on Podbean. Uh, if you're on iPhone, iTunes, go to iTunes, download, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Please leave us a review. Uh, it takes two seconds. It means the world. Hey, and if it you're- means slightly less than Toys for Tots, but it means- A little bit know, to us. A yeah. lot to us. So if you're in a Best Buy- uh, Go ahead and subscribe all the phones. <laughs> like I did this past weekend. <laughs> subscribe all the phones to my to our podcast. That'd be awesome. Thanks. And uh, with that said, thank you for taking a break from your daily grind.
allow me to shoot 12 year olds. 